From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. Oh, my goodness, a lot to catch up on. All right, let me fill you in. Uh, Friday's activities were nothing short of spectacular. Thank you to Resorts Casino Hotel, Mark Giantonio, Eva Campbell, Ed Hannon, the entire team. Just wonderful uh, in terms of their areas of responsibility in our annual charity dinner and silent auction. My thanks to our team, Margie and Karen and everybody. Joseph, I mean, we have a really great team and they all did great. Congressman Van Drew was spectacular and the 14th annual Hurley in the Morning Charity dinner and silent auction went off without a hitch. Food was perfect. I don't know how they do it. They... They cooked 175 filet mignons, 60-some salmon, a number of our guests that, that had the vegan option. I don't know how they do it. It's certainly not banquet food. It is gourmet caliber all the way, and we had a very, very good night. I love it there. Oh, spectacular. Setup day went perfect. That made the second day really pleasant. We were in great shape hours before the event was set to begin. And it was just tremendous. So we've been holding back on some breaking news because we were saving it to share with those in attendance on Friday night. We don't. Oh, we can't always do this. We always know when the next charity dinner and silent auction will be, because we always have the one date set and then the the next year also set and in the bag. So we've known that it will be Friday, September twenty ninth, twenty twenty three. We know that it will be at Resorts Casino Hotel in Atlantic City. That's all set. And what we also knew, but we don't always know this. In fact, rarely do we know this. This is the first time ever that we actually knew in advance, and we knew two months in advance, something like that. Two months in advance of this year, 14 months ahead of next year. So we broke the news, in fact, I had my good friend Joe Piscopo put together a great video, which we played before our wonderful guests. And the news was broken that on Friday, September 29th, 2023, on the occasion of our 15th annual Hurley in the Morning Charity Dinner and Silent Auction, Our guest of honor and keynote speaker will be Fox News Channel 
Fox News Radio superstar Brian Kilmeade, who will become the first repeat guest of honor keynote speaker in the history of our dinner, which is pretty good when you think about it, 15 years in the making. And it seems impossible to believe, but when Brian takes the stage in the Ocean Ballroom with three jumbotrons at his back, Boy, if you go to my Facebook page, the room just looked spectacular. Gorgeous. Perfect lighting. Silent auction was a blowout. Just really couldn't have been happier. You know, you go into something hoping that it will go a certain way and come out of it in just such joy that it, that it went maybe even better than you had hoped. We had high expectations. But Brian Kilmeade, when he takes the stage, it will be five and a half years since he was with us. On April, and I want to say April 8th. Give me a second. All I have to do is turn around right behind me on the wall. April 6th, 2018. Now, Not for you to know, but I'm going to tell you, I mean, you can know, we used to do the dinner in April forever. And then the pandemic hit. You know, the pandemic changes and has changed so many things. An article that we wrote that we're going to tell you about in about 18 minutes, just another example of what the pandemic did. The pandemic actually killed some businesses permanently crippled others that have found a way to you know the phoenix to rise from the ashes and in some cases in in a bizarre twist of fate some businesses actually got stronger for example do you remember when the golf industry in this area was on its ass do you remember they were in big trouble Now, they're fat, happy. They don't want golf outings anymore. They're just so happy with themselves. Uh, And the pandemic. It was a boom time for the golf industry. Who would, you know, who would know these things? You wouldn't know going in. You wouldn't know the government was going to shut down restaurants and then implement space limitations that would make it impossible to be able to be profitable or in many cases even pay your bills but some areas actually experienced a renaissance a boom something we'll be telling you about at the 630 break isn't that unfortunately in more cases than not it's not been a favorable in really most ways that you could look at it. Human resource, business standpoint, you name it. But in in some cases, the pandemic has been a boost. It's hard to believe. Don't even want to say it. It's off-putting, but it's true. And in our case, we moved the dinner because we had to April 6th of 2020, I guess it was. Hold on a second. Let me turn around again. 
Let's see. Right. We couldn't do it in April of 2020. But we could do it in October. In fact, I think we missed the year. 21. Because Tom Cantone was supposed to be our guest of honor and keynote speaker in 2020. We missed the whole year. And then we thought for sure, oh my gosh, we thought for sure a year later we would be able to do it. And we had to postpone it again. We actually had, if I'm not mistaken, to finally get to Tom Cantone in, let's see, April, May, June, July, August, September. So it took us 17 months and five different dates in order to have the charity dinner again when it was safe to be able to do it. You can't do it when it doesn't make sense. You can't do it when it's not the right thing to do. Or, in fact, when there were – remember, there were restrictions about the size of our event was – I don't consider our event super huge. I mean, it's in the neighborhood of just around – you know, rounded up in the neighborhood of 250 people. But that's – that's big in in one sense, but it's not it's not big in in the scheme of events that are much much larger. But we had limitations, and that event was way beyond the limitation. I don't think you were allowed to go above a hundred or something. So we had to keep postponing, keep postponing. So we finally got it in on the first Friday in October, I believe. Was it was it October first? Yes. October 1st, 2021. And then what we did was we regrouped and I thought and discussed it that actually October was better. With the golf tournament in June, the dinner in April, the golf tournament very, very quickly in June. This space spaces it out a little better. And with the guests that we get, October, even though it's not a political event at all, in some cases, I mean, uh, Tom Cantone, I mean, the, the theme was not that at all. Many cases it hasn't been. All of the cases, it's never political. But it being a month away or thereabouts from Election Day, the first, and now we're doing it actually on, there was a reason we can't do the first Friday in October, which would have been something like October 6th or something like that. We're doing Friday, September 29th. And looking forward to it very, very much. And just absolutely thrilled that Brian Kilmeade will be the guest of honor and the keynote speaker. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. We're going to go through. There's a lot of serious news, but I also want to go through. There are only eight teams left in Major League Baseball. That's it. And we've got the teams. We've got the schedule. We can tell you who is playing whom and and what time and where you can see the games because obviously they move all over the place. And, of course, yes, the Eagles are 5-0. and uh, So to those who... Um, 
thought that when we were doing our picks, oh my God, these homers, Eagles every week. It's so it's so amazing. Ever since Judge hit sixty two home runs, and the and the Eagles just keep winning, my stalker doesn't bother me anymore. Thank God, I got rid of a stalker. All you have to do is have the right results happen. This slime ball was writing me every day that Judge wasn't going to make it to 62. Haven't heard from him since it happened. That's, by the way, that's what punks do all the time. They never, ever show themselves when they're wrong. It's a, it's a, um, it's a, a, a deep sort of character flaw. They can't help it. And they all possess it. Fox News commentary. A California high school has banned the thin blue line flag on campus, saying it's too divisive. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. Democrats predicted an end to high inflation, but nothing has changed. In fact, food and housing prices are still going higher. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings from inflation by diversifying into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, simply text the word SHELTER to 989898, and you'll get a free info kit on gold IRAs that will explain everything. Again, that's SHELTER to 989898. There's no obligation or purchase required. A high school located in Santa Clarita, California, banned the thin blue line police flag on campus, and the school's head football coach decided to stop displaying it at games for the first time since 2019. Now, prior to the whiny wokesters throwing this cancel culture tantrum, the football team would run out onto the field with the flag before each game to show respect and gratitude for the three off-duty police officers who rushed into harm's way during a mass shooting at the school in 2019. The gunman shot five classmates and killed two, including himself. And who knows how many more would have been hurt or killed if not for those selfless officers. But now the football team is is barred from honoring them thanks to a cadre of woke losers who view the pro-law enforcement flag as a symbol of white supremacy, which makes no sense. Why is it that the 99% of decent folks who support the police have to kowtow to the 10% who are offended by law and order? This is utterly ridiculous and embarrassing. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 25 minutes past the hour. And then there were eight. And uh, with apologies to all Mets fans out there, because I know it's painful, especially when your team wins 101 games. They're leading the division most of the year. Lose it at the very end. Finish in a tie with 101 wins with Atlanta. I mean, the Mets should have been, could have been one of the teams that, wouldn't have to play one of those zombie three-game playoff things. Uh, even though all three games were at home, uh, they couldn't get it done, and they're out. Uh, and um, that leaves one New York team left. All right, so here are the eight teams in no particular order. San Diego, who I'm telling you, uh, they're hot right now. That's a tough draw for the Dodgers, who have been sitting. That's That will be all... All uh, eight teams play tomorrow. Let me give it to you in the time frame. I said San Diego Dodgers, but let me go back. Let's go from earliest game to latest game. The Phillies, who were, I think, awesome in sweeping uh, as the lower seed, their game, their series, rather. They will play the Atlanta Braves, 1.07 p.m., first pitch, Tomorrow on Fox. 
The second game will be the Seattle Mariners versus the Houston Astros. That's at 3.37 p.m. on TBS. The next game will be the Cleveland, I was going to say Indians, the Cleveland Guardians versus the New York Yankees on TBS. So they'll be kind of hostage to the Mariners and Astros unless TBS gives you a little screen advice that says turn to this channel or something like that because they do have different platforms that they can they can make it happen and keep it on time. Uh, I wish, but they I think they do it on purpose. I wish the Yankees would have been one of their early games, but that's not the way they do it with the Yankees. The Yankees are always late when they're in three-game series with teams. The third game is always a getaway day early, not, not when it's the Yankees. They play it at 7.05, it's just the way it is. Uh, they they just milk the Yankees for all they're worth. Uh, so they're not going to have them on at one o'clock or at three o'clock when they can have them on at seven thirty-seven. And then on Fox Sports Net One, Fox Sports One, San Diego versus Chuck Malamut's Los Angeles Dodgers, nine thirty-seven first pitch. That's tough. It's tough. Chuck, if you're listening, and I know you're a Hurley riser, it's tough being a Dodgers fan on the East Coast when almost every night the starting time of the game is 10.05 p.m. Eastern. Not easy. I mean, you're talking about baseball many times is a three-plus-hour game. Next year it won't be. They got some crazy stuff coming in for next year. The bags are bigger. The hitters have a, a time limit. They can only take one time out in any at bat. You know, hitters do that all the time. If the pitcher's taking too long or they just want to mess the pitcher up, they'll, they'll ask the umpire for time. You can now do that exactly one time per at bat. Pitchers also have uh, are on the clock. Uh, it's going to be a different game, and it will be a faster game, which is what they're trying to do. But at the rate that games go now, you're lucky if a game is flying. You're lucky if it's done in two and a half hours. Many times, it's three and a half. For some reason, the Yankees and the Red Sox used to play four and a half hour games, five hour games. I mean, just craziness. But those are the eight teams, and those are the... um, those are the times and and the stations that you can watch the game. Anybody, you know, you can find it out on your own too. But if anybody needs it, I'll keep it uh, in my daytime, or you can write me. I'll write you back. Uh, Eagles do it. My my friend uh, who used to report for um, Fox Sports wrote a great item, and I loved it. And it was an ugly win. For the Eagles, but I wrote a quick comment that every great team, every great season, I think is how I worded it, not great team, every great season has an ugly win. If you think about the NCAA, March Madness, almost every team that wins the championship survived a near upset, some, you know, bad performance. And that's that's how you wind up winning the thing. 
even when you're down, you still find a way to get it done. I thought the Mets were actually going to win. They got beat. DeGrom wins the second game. Mets have enough hitting to win the second game. And I'm figuring in a third game, they're going to do it. But they just, they were never in it. San, San, Diego, San Diego pitching was better. Hitting was better. I watched quite a bit of it. I turned it off when it was 6 nothing. I don't know if I think that was the, um, was that the actual final score? Let me check this real quick. Just take a second. Yeah, six nothing. That's a um, that's the kind of that's the kind of loss that people get fired. I don't know. I don't know who's getting fired, but they're not just gonna. Hey, let's have an off season now. See you next. You know, spring. See you spring training. Somebody's getting fired. I don't know if it's a GM. I don't know if it's the manager. I don't know who it is, but somebody, somebody's gonna get it. I don't know who it is, but somebody's getting it. Board member Chris Christie can't be happy. He loves the Mets. But that's uh, that's what happens. That's why they play the games. You know, anything can happen. I said a long time ago, been saying it for years, wild card teams do better most oftentimes. If you, I'm going to actually do the exercise. Wild card teams many times win the World Series. And you know my theory behind that. They've had to play to the very end to get in. Then they had to keep playing with very little rest. Didn't have a chance to get their lineup all set like the Yankees have. Garrett Cole rest too rested actually. I'm telling you, I don't like I didn't I, I wanted the Yankees to be playing end of last week. No later than the weekend. It's never good. When you're playing every single day with only an occasional day off here and there for half a year, it's never good to shut it down. And you cannot simulate it in practice. And then look, goofy things happen like uh, Edrolis Chapman doesn't show up for practice. Now, he hasn't been great, but he can be great. The man once threw a 106-mile-an-hour fastball. He's out. He they his punishment is he's not even on the American League Division Series. They call it ALDS roster. He's out. Now if they're playing, it, this would have never happened. They get the long waiting period. I don't know what Chapman if he overslept or pulled an Iverson practice. Practice. You're talking about practice. Talking about practice. Yeah, we're talking about practice. You're off the uh you're off the roster because of practice. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Thirty-three minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A disturbing trend continues. Two more Atlantic City businesses have closed. We broke this story yesterday. You can check it out on the app, on the website. Residents are concerned with Chelsea Heights in general. The Chelsea Heights field, filthy, clear neglect. What are they going to do about it? Inventing Anna Delvey has 
been released from an immigrant. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. All is quiet in the world of weather for South Jersey, and it's not until later in the week that we'll have a chance for some showers. For Columbus Day today, lots of sunshine with a high of 68. Clear tonight, down to 46. More sunshine tomorrow, Wednesday, and even into Thursday with highs right around 70. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is uh, 40 minutes past the hour. Uh, I just confirm and, and you'll know why when you read it. There, there were just some things that we had to put together. Uh, and I'm very excited. Uh, we've already written one um, item for the website for the app this morning, but this is going to be oh, this is going to be. It's actually going to be. And a lot of times it is. Um, it, it's work, but I mean, a lot of times it is fun. This will be a fun story to write. Part of it is 30 years in the making, and. I can't wait. I'm going to start at about 1030 this morning, and it'll probably take me about an hour and a half because I know exactly what I want to do. I want to I want to show this piece a lot of respect. So sometime before 12 noon would be my goal or 12 noon ish uh, to uh, share something with you that I think you will find interesting on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or the WPGTalkRadio.com website. This uh, Lee Zeldin, you talk about just crazy stuff happening during his campaign. He has that uh, squirrely guy come up with the uh, ring knife uh, and he takes him down. Now he's 30 feet away from two people being shot right near his Long Island home. I was just saying how much I don't want to go to New York, but how much I do like to go to Long Island because it's so, so safe. New York, New York City is, to be real, to be, to be honest, I think it's uninhabitable right now. You've got these, um, what are they? Uh, Neon, green, uh, unitard, lunatics. They go onto the subways. They they harass, beat up, rob people. It's men and women in these stupid green, uh, neon green unitards. Nowhere in New York City is safe right now. Someone was telling me, oh, we should go to New York and do this and do that. I'd love to go to a play in New York. Not now. Not right now. No. No thanks. New York's been, well, this is the worst it's probably ever been. But New York was very, very bad before Rudy Giuliani became the mayor. Trash was piled up 30 feet high. Rats as big as cats. The, the squeegee guys. I did, I did encounter the squeegee guys. This guy, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in traffic in, in at a red light, and I'm I'm really. It's like Sonny Corleone. I've got a car in the front. I've got a car in the back. I've got the squeegee guy. I mean, like my window was fine, 
windshield. This thing was demolished by this guy. Had he spit on it, it would have been better. Whatever was in his, I don't know what, his squeegee uh, bucket, maybe it's just so not ever changed or anything. There, It was like muddy windshield when he got done. Then, then it's knock, 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 pay me. I said, pay you for what? For, for demolishing the windshield? Pay you? I mean, that, and that was years ago. That's when New York was safe. You wouldn't think about any, any comeback line with something like that today. You wouldn't have a chance. Awful. So Lee Zeldin said, thank you to all who reached out with your concern regarding the two people shot this afternoon outside my home. Michaela and Ariana were at the kitchen table doing homework. One of the bullets landed just 30 feet from them. They acted very swiftly and smartly in response. And, of course, it's gang-related, they believe. Just incredible. Mm, Crazy. Crazy, crazy. When we come back from the break, this will be fun. I'm going to give you the latest, and I have... I'm telling you, it is a pocket Kreskin moment. You can you can bank on this. I know exactly how the Hunter Biden saga is going to end. So they think that's the people with power right now. I, I'm going to I'm going to warn you up front. You're not going to like what I'm going to be saying next. You're not going to like it. I'm not doing it. To, to feed you something you don't like. But truth and broadcasting and all that, we've got to tell you like it is, not like we wish it would be. This is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Ten minutes before the top of the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Now, let me uh, share with you what's going to be happening this morning. Then we'll get to uh, Hunter Biden. Yeah, and you're not going to like it. Open forum for part of the 7 o'clock hour. We promised Gilda's Club days and days ago that we would carve out 15 minutes to help promote their upcoming event. These kinds of events always need help, and we're happy to do it. They have a um, important fundraising event that's coming up on Tuesday, October 25th at Harbor Pines Golf Club. Did I say Harbor Pines Golf Club? I don't feel that I – I thought I did a little Elvis there. I didn't really enunciate it, uh, although although Elvis enunciates very well when he wants to or when he wanted to. I've been on an Elvis kick lately, played about six Elvis songs in the half hour before we signed on this morning. I I always knew he was great and I always appreciated how great he was. And I only I've been I shouldn't say I only, but lately I've only been listening to live performances. He never hits a bad note. I mean, it's incredible. I've been listening to him now since this Bos Learman movie came out. I would say I've heard him hit about two little crack 
barely just mess up. Maybe twice. Just perfect pitch all the time. And another thing about Elvis, he he kind of gets this rap for not really enunciating well. I did it teasing just a moment ago. Actually, the exact opposite is true. Listen to him sing Bridge Over Troubled Water. I mean, his enunciation cadence, just beautiful, perfect, fantastic. All right, so we have um, Andy Kirstein. He's the chairman of the Board of Trustees, Cancer Support Community, New Jersey, at Gilda's Club, formerly Gilda's Club, South Jersey. Same same organization, different name. Eight o'clock hour, New Jersey Senator Vince Palestina. Nine o'clock hour, I can't wait. Can't wait to talk some Eagles. The undefeated Eagles. But look at that division. The uh, NFC East went from the outhouse to the penthouse in one year. Eagles 5-0. and Cowboys 4-1. and Giants 4-1. and Tough division. Can you believe you had to win all five games to lead your, your division? It's crazy. Tampa Bay leads its division at 3-2. and two. So that's that's pretty much the show and uh, wide open forum for the first part of the seven o'clock hour I did mention. All right, here's the part you're not going to like. And somebody wrote me and said, let's see if we're going to think alike on this. And I think they started if it, it, it when you get a text message, it has like quite a bit of stuff. You only see the first little bit. And then fortunately, I didn't click on it because I'm I'm going to do what I think. I'm not going to read what somebody else wrote me, and then say what I think. I don't want to be influenced by it. I already have my thoughts. And when I get done, then I'll see if we thought alike on this or not. You, you know, I don't, I don't want to read what you're saying and then say what I'm going to say. So I didn't read what you wrote, but I will. Here's what I believe, and I am positive about this. I believe they're racing to get Hunter Biden to plead guilty to certain lesser charges so they can wrap this whole thing up, make it look like our Justice Department is so even-handed because after all, oh my gosh, this is the president's son. And look at this, the Justice Department, oh, they are independent. Biden doesn't have any influence in what they say and what they do. This makes me want to throw up what I'm saying and what I know is going to happen. Let me point out to you why I'm so sure of this. They could have got this guy for years now, years. And he's gotten the kid gloves treatment. There's no Paul Manafort rule here in terms of being an unregistered foreign agent, lobbyist. Why isn't he getting the the, uh, no-knock treatment raid so they're going to get him to plead guilty to some tax stuff and keep in mind whoop-de-doo he's got some other people that pay all this stuff why don't we investigate what the hell that's all about yeah here's hunter here's two million dollars to pay your back taxes i'm not making this up this happened so he'll plead guilty to the back taxes because he didn't he didn't declare them so it's impossible to get away with that 
unless you're utterly, completely a criminal syndicate operation, which in certain respects they are. So they get him to plead to these things. You also, you know, the wife dumping the gun and him filling out a firearms report without disclosing that he is a drug user when obviously he's on video and the whole world knows it, smoking his crack pipe and all of that. So this is what they do. They get him to plead guilty to these things. Now, I I believe my twin brother does not agree with me on this, but I agree with me on this. They're then going to wrap into all of it with a nice little bow. Let me see what Fox News is sending me. Fetterman's fitness brought into question. All right. Well, no kidding. No kidding there. His his fitness is very questionable. So we'll share that with you uh, when time permits. It's not going to happen this hour. Uh, but yeah, Fetterman is, I mean, it's ridiculous. Oz is going to win that. I told you from the beginning, I didn't care what they were saying in the polls. This guy, uh, Biden is sharp compared to this guy. You know what I just said? Try to try to even your head wants to go. What does it do? That's a spontaneous combustion because you can't believe I said it. But yes, Fetterman is less sharp than Biden. I got chills saying it. So here's here's what I know is going to happen. He pleads to these gun and tax things because they're self-evident and other people are paying it all off anyhow, not him. And then they say, that's it. Everything is all wrapped up into this and Hunter can't be charged with anything else. It's called a unilateral agreement that if you plead guilty to this and this, we can't charge you with this, 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 and this. So then the reason they do this, if you want to know why all of a sudden, how come all of a sudden the Democrat media is covering Hunter Biden and saying these things such as uh, sources say that there is sufficient evidence to charge Hunter Biden with crimes related to taxes and making a false statement about the gun buy and these different things. The reason they say it is they're all in cahoots with one another. And it's going to be, and I'm going to tell you, it will work with the stupid people, however many stupid people there are in this country. Be like, whoa, man, this is really honest, honest administration. The president's own son is getting charged. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. And then Biden will say something like, you know, I told you I don't get involved. And, you know, even my own son, you know, who I love, he's the smartest person I've ever known. I mean, it's, it's enough to make you want to throw up. I can write this stuff. And I'm telling you, it's going to go just like this. And then I'll tell you the other thing that's going to happen. After the midterm election, at some point, could be at the very end. I think he probably will have to do it sooner because not being rude, but he could die in his sleep. I mean, he's, he's very unwell. He then pardons Hunter Biden. <laughs> 
Open Forum begins right now. How do you like all that? WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Today. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Let's get right into it because we only have until about... 40 minutes past the hour, we have a guest coming by, Andy Kirstein, chairman of the Board of Trustees, Cancer Support Community, New Jersey, at Gilda's Club. We're going to help promote their annual fall classic golf tournament that literally is right around the corner. My goodness. Yeah, just a little over two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow. So we're going to pump that up and uh, take your phone calls for the for most of the hour but not all of the hour. We need the last 15 minutes for that interview. Then we have New Jersey Senator Vince Palestina. I'll be able to thank him for a very, very kind introduction at the um, our charity dinner this past Friday. It's funny how time goes. That is so in the rearview mirror, and it was only a couple of days ago. But you just, you know, you just do it, and then you just keep. It's like Rocky Balboa, keep moving forward. You just keep moving forward. It isn't about how often you get hit. It's about what you do after you get hit. Don't get me started. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You are on the air. Why can't I hear you? Uh-oh. This isn't good. Let me put you on hold. Let me see if I can hear you. Caller, I, can I hear you? Can you hear me now? Yes. I wonder why it was just so eerily, deadly silent. There is somebody on the um, other line. Uh, Andy, it is you. Welcome. We hear you perfectly. I was concerned. You, maybe, maybe it was Mr. Harrigan's phone. Well, I, first, that? I didn't hear that sound I usually hear in my headset. Uh, and then, I, then the caller didn't say anything. You got the tone, though, right? You heard it, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Andy, well, that, 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 go ahead. That was a that was a movie recommendation, Mister Harrigan's phone. Oh, very nice. Netflix. And if you if you watch that, you'll know why I just said that. That's H A R I G A N spells Harrigan. Never a man can say a word again, with. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, everybody has their own walk up music. Uh, during my last year in the Chelsea Little League, they would play that from the press box. When I walked up to the plate, I was probably one of the only players in the league to have a walk-up song. That's great. H-A-W-R-I. Exactly. <laughs> so good. 1942. Wow. So, so uh, Mr. Andrew, how did I do with my Hunter Biden projection? Well, you were a thousand percent correct. And I think that we were... We might have been in different cars, but we were on the same train headed to the same destination. It's it's terrible. It's so it's so transparent. I mean, nothing about this guy. What I didn't get because we only had so much time in that mini monologue, I didn't get to go into the fact that remember, it used to be a lie. Telling the truth about him used to be a lie. 
Now we're all the way to the Democrat media saying he's about to be charged. I mean, this is how dishonest they are. Well, Harry, I'll go you one further uh, to carry what you said a little bit further. If Joe can establish that the um, DOJ is legit and honest, once the election is over, we're going to have to get around to Joe eventually. We're going to have to get around to looking into him. There's just too much there. Well, here's when it happens. And, and keep in mind, if the Democrats would have, and I'm speaking about it like it's already over, if they would have been able to keep control of both houses, there never would have been an investigation. The DOJ is corrupt. They wouldn't have done it. The Democrats in Congress, they are corrupt. They wouldn't do it. Uh, so it's only going to happen when the House switches. And then if the Senate switches as well, which I'm starting to believe both are going to switch, I know one of them is going to switch, then it's going to happen. So starting in January, and I saw the other day, I already know. I don't know if you um, saw any of this, but in these, I get, I get a little bit of a head start because I get to interview these people when we do the, um, the national fill-in work. Let me go to my notes uh, of an interview that I did recently. I can tell you what they're going to be um, interviewing Joe Biden or, or investigating Joe Biden over. I thought it was readily apparent here in my H phone. Hold on. Well, I'll have to peruse it maybe during the break and find it. But there's at least five or six things that they're going to potentially uh, not only criminally investigate, but also I think I think it's pretty clear he, he won't be convicted in the Senate. But Joe Biden is going to be impeached. Yes. But here's the thing. If he can establish with this ruse, if they can get Hunter on something, anything, and then it goes away before the election. Then Joe's established that our DOJ is honest, fair, legit. When they go after him and maybe find stuff, it'll be like another Hillary Clinton deal that no one would prosecute. Then Joe gets off and make the Democrats can say, well, you know, the, our, our DOJ is legit. We proved that because yeah. they got Hunter. Yeah. So because, you know, they're not going to getting Joe on anything, you can't say that it was rigged because look what we did to Hunter. Here And yes, here are the things that uh, Biden's going to be investigated for, and he's going to be impeached. Just get ready for it, ladies and gentlemen. The origins of COVID-19, which we know, it's just disgraceful. Uh, also, I can't wait till Anthony Fauci is under oath and how his net worth has increased by so much uh, in two years since the pandemic, I think by six million. It's, it's disgusting. These people are literally disgusting. China theft of U.S. technology. And of course, Biden does nothing about that because he can't because they have the goods on him and his family. Hunter Biden's business dealings, big tech dominance and free speech, Biden's border policy, U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, politicization of the DOJ and FBI, loss of energy independence, regulatory overreach by financial regulators. As you can see, there's going to be a whole lot of investigating going on. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yes. You know, the, 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 the American people for so many years have been waiting for just one person in power who thinks they're above the law, they're special, they're untouchable. The, the American people have been waiting for decades for just one of these people to pay some kind of price for something they've done. 
And I think they think that they can satiate, satiate the people by getting the panda flesh from Hunter, making him the focus, taking it off of Joe until they no longer need him. And then all the things that they hear about Joe in order to get him into the office, they'll use those same things to get him out of office when they no longer need him. And that time is coming very, very soon. Oh, yeah, right after the midterm election. And, and of course, they'll use the tragedy of the midterm elections because they're going to lose anywhere from 25 to 40 House seats. And I, I think it's going to be 52, 48, 51, 49 at the worst. Even Democrat rags like Politico are writing stories. It could still be 50, 50 after the election. They're not even writing that Democrats will have a majority. And of course, we know that's actually 48 Democrats and two independents who align with them. So that's the best. The but you know when the best the, the rags can do is say we can get a tie. You know that is equivalent to we're losing, and we're losing big, or as President Trump might say, bigly. Got to run, Andy. Good stuff. I agree with all that you said. It's right on point. Fifteen minutes past the hour. Don't go away. Your calls continue at six oh nine. Four zero seven fourteen fifty. It's early in the morning. Tell a friend. Weekday mornings on WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. All because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Here's Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. So we know Vladimir Putin is out there saber-rattling and threatening to use nuclear weapons. And Joe's answer, apparently, according to all these reports out today, your government is spending $290 million to, for the pro- procurement of a drug end plate to treat acute radiation syndrome, ARS for short, announced by the U.S. Health and Human Services. Is this, is this Joe's plan? If, in fact, Vladimir nukes, uh, uses a tactical nuke or any nuclear weapon inside of Ukraine or elsewhere? Is that, oh, we got to make sure we have enough anti-radiation drugs. Uh, why are you not on the phone telling him that uh, his entire country and he will be gone if, in fact, that happens? Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. War, inflation, and $30 trillion in debt. It's looking like 2008 all over again. Millions of Americans watched their retirement savings disappear, while those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. And if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. So call 855-815-GOLD to get a free gold kit and learn how you could get $10,000 or more in free silver to protect your retirement savings. Gold Co. has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and they have placed over $1 billion in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008, so don't wait. Call Gold Co. today. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back at 22 minutes past the hour. We're coming right back to your calls after I get to share with you this very timely announcement. 
because it was about 42 degrees this morning. Somebody had the funniest post. I, I can't remember who it was, but it said, uh, how long are people going to freeze? Uh, I had some pithy thing about there seems to be some, I don't know, that it's either machismo or to not put the heat on. Hey, listen, if it's cold, I'm putting the heat on. We have it on at 69. We're, we don't go crazy with it. But I don't want it to be 55 in the house. So somebody wrote me about, what did you turn your heat on for? I put, because it was cold. That's why you have a heater. This is Harry Hurley for Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. Rising energy costs continue to be one of the top stories. We might disagree about the solution, but we can agree to make sensible decisions to keep our home energy costs down. Start by calling my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals and ask them about their $79 fall heater and furnace tune-up special for new customers. Look, if you're an existing customer like me, Get the tune-up as well, which we did. We got that well over a month ago. It's just $79 for new customers. Ambient Comfort will check and clean your system to make sure it's safe and running at maximum efficiency. And it's prepared to get you through the winter regardless of who originally installed your system. If your bills were too high last year, regular maintenance or a new system from Ambient Comfort may help with rising energy costs. When comfort matters, and I believe it does, choose who I choose. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com. Or call 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955 for your fall $79 tune-up. Tell them Harry Hurley sent you. Also, I checked my mail during the break, and my stalker is back. See, I shouldn't have said anything. You got You just have to ignore losers like this, this punk. By the way, who wrote me and said I'm a liar because uh, I, I had the Eagles losing to Arizona. Uh, no, Mayor Kane did, but I did not, as a matter of fact. I had the Eagles winning their first game, their second game, third game, fourth game, fifth game, sixth game, and seventh game, and was criticized by the same stalker, Gadfly, because that makes you a homer then. Now when you win, they tell you you're a liar and you didn't do what you did. So you see, they belong in a mental institution. And again, this guy has, I've been told, this guy has a wife and children. I mean, I can't, I can't pray enough for them because he it must be I mean actually like some kind of legal controlling authority should be called in. It's so dangerous. Wow. All right, so yeah, we we had him winning. Uh sorry, go to the podcast, you're a stalker. Go to the podcast on the Monday after the Eagles played their first game because that's when Charles and I uh did the um the picks. We, but over the weekend, we had talked, and I remember we didn't get our first pick in until the Monday that Mayor Kane appeared after the Eagles played their first game. So because I have this sheet, and, it, and I sent it to Mayor Kane, he has the same sheet. It goes all the way from September 11th, when they won their first game against the Detroit Lions, all the way to January 7th. Believe it or not, 2023. 
and that will be against um, New York. So, yeah, we had them winning, even though you're a liar. Remember, we have an expression, liars who lie about lying. This is the same person I haven't heard from who said that Aaron Judge would not hit 62 home runs and that he was right. He was right before the season was even over. Again, that's only something that mental patients do. There were still like 12 games left. He's not going to do it. You're wrong. He's not going to do it. How can I be wrong? He's at 12 games. I can only be wrong if after the whole season's over and he doesn't do it. But then he did do it, and I never heard. I never heard from the stalker. Kind of funny. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How you doing? Oh, my goodness. Outstanding. The Eagles are undefeated. The Yankees are in the playoffs. Our dinner went great on Friday. Charities are going to be blessed. Peter, doing better than should be allowed. Well, I have something amusing to tell you. I'm pretty sure you would. Um, This past, I would say, Friday or Saturday or whatever, uh, I worked in Margate, and I figured, ah, I'm going to stop by Wawa, pick up a sandwich for the middle of the shift. I work at night. And, okay, go in there. By the way, this is the Margate Wawa. Now, I'm a very easygoing person, but I'll tell you something. The uh, Wawa associate, he had uh, the uh, apron with all the little buttons on it. Yeah. Now I could tell you it was I could tell you it was an official Wawa sanctioned button because it had the logo on it, and it said Black Lives Matter. Now, why? How? Where does Wawa become? Involved in politics. Well, it's simple. Uh, a lot of corporate America, and, and in fact, the bigger the corporation, the more woke they are. So that's easy, Peter. They, they just do it. Uh, and they, they believe that it's better to do that than to not do that. Okay. All right. I'm an easygoing person, yeah. so... I got a gift card for my birthday. Yeah, keep in mind, though, Kanye West wore a shirt, White Lives Matter, and it became an, an international international incident. Oh, yeah. And it's sad. But you know something? I use my gift card and everything. That's why gift cards are given. But anyway, I smiled and I said, I thought all lives matter. Smiled again and I walked around. Now, you realize when you say that, that's now a racist statement. The game is rigged. You, you're tied up in knots where you can't even speak. But I appreciate the fact that you don't give a hoot and you, you, you say what you want to say. But th- I just wanted to point out that's considered a racist statement if you say that. Oh, wow. Yeah, how about that? Isn't Am that I amazing? Am going to be rated? Yeah, you, possibly. Well, have, a, uh, have a blessed day, okay? You too. Thank you, Peter. You too. Let's get our uh, bottom of the hour break in. When we come back, you will be next on the Hurley in the Morning program. And you'll be right after that. It's approaching 30 minutes past the hour at uh, 45 minutes past. Wow, it's going to go fast. It's going to be halftime before I blink. And then the hour with Palestina is like a blink of an eye. And the next thing you know, we're going to be talking Eagles football, undefeated Eagles football with the undefeated uh, Harry Hurley on Eagles prognostications. And I have no reason to believe. I believe that next week against uh, Dallas, although I will say 
I, I think there is a quarterback controversy in Dallas. Uh, I would I I know in the old days you did not lose your job to injury, but tell that to Drew Bledsoe. He got injured, and Bill Belichick brought in Tom Brady, and Drew Bledsoe never got his job back and wound up being traded to Dallas and then somewhere else after that, I believe. I think this guy, I'm trying to think. I can't think of his name. I know it begins with a C, the first name, or possibly the last name. But in any event, I haven't watched him play, but vicariously I've been watching him through the box scores, and all I know is Dak Prescott is 0-1, and this guy is 4-0. and I... I I believe you stay with the hot hand. Dak Prescott could become second string if Dallas does the smart thing. Because you don't want to bring Dak Dak Prescott in and then he lose again, or you have to take him out of the game because he's ineffective. I would just stay with the winning guy. And I will say, I have Philadelphia picked in that game, but Dallas is a very good defensive team. And they're getting it done, really, on both sides of the ball. It's going to be, it's at Philly, but it's going to be a really tough game. And honestly, that game could go either way. I mean, I'm going to pick the Eagles in the Chuck Malamut purely entertainment pool, but that could go either way. Dallas is playing very, very good football right now. I hope they bring Dak Prescott for next week. I don't think they're going to, though. The, the reports uh, about two weeks ago where he could come back as early as week five, I never saw that happening. But maybe, maybe for week six, I'm crossing my fingers for it, actually, because I think the hotter hand is the guy that's playing now. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The disturbing trend continues. Two more Atlantic City businesses have closed. It's not just Atlantic City. It's really sad to see this happening everywhere. Residents are concerned with Chelsea Heights, the, the trash, the neglect. Somebody needs to step up and do something about it. And we wrote a piece about inventing Anna Delvey. She's been released from an immigration detention facility. We've got the story. .com. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. All is quiet in the world of weather for South Jersey, and it's not until later in the week that we'll have a chance for some showers. For Columbus Day today, lots of sunshine with a high of 68. Clear tonight, down to 46. More sunshine tomorrow, Wednesday, and even into Thursday with highs right around 70. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. 0500. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back. It's 39 minutes past the hour. Andy Kirstein is going to join us. He's the chairman of the Board of Trustees Cancer Support Community, uh, New Jersey, at Gilda's Club. He'll be joining us in about seven minutes. We've got to we got to move here. You are on the air. Welcome. 
Yes, good morning. My phone was on mute. I got a new phone. I got to get oh, used okay. to it. So That's all right. You're worth waiting for. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, happy Christopher Columbus Day. You know, the guy that had the guts to take a, a wooden vessel and sail it over 5,000 miles to the New World. But. Yeah, yeah, the cancelable Christopher Columbus. But it's it, it's just all bad. It's not good and bad. It's, it's been good and bad all the way back to the dawn of time. But let's just make it all bad because, you know, communism is all bad masquerading as all good. So that's the that's the problem with communism. Anyway, um, there's and the uh, it's a veggie burger with the initials IB. I won't give the name out. That uses a protein called soy leg hemoglobin. I guess that's how you pronounce it. S O H. It's a gene- it's derived from genetically engineered yeast. Now, when they fed it to rats, it had an effect on rats akin to rat poison. That's nice, isn't it? Oh. And also, um, they uh, a lot of veggie burgers use GMO grown soy. The problem with the biggest problem with GMO is it ca- it, it captures the uh, glyphosate, the uh, herbicide, which is used to protect the plant from being eaten by insects. It traps it inside the soy itself, but also corn, wheat. So we're consuming that crap, but Europe won't allow it into their uh, continent. So that should give you a hint about GMO-grown stuff. But I'm bringing this up because um, there's a gentleman named um, Amos uh, Miller, and he's been fined 325000 bucks. He's also facing jail time. Because he's he has a club of forty people. It's a private club, and he gives them he doesn't give them a food that's been you know FDA approved so so to speak. He gives them milk and yogurt and cheese and meat from cows that eat grass and live out in pastures with sun and and they drink fresh well water. Now that's well that's that's the country we live in now. He's giving absolutely natural things, but because our whole existence now is twisted. It's not FDA approved and all these other things. And then, the, you know, we, we see what happens here. I guess they'll say, look, somebody could get sick if it's not properly refrigerated or regulated. So that's the that's the uh, country we live in now, Flash. I'm glad you brought it up, but I've got to run because we have a guest that's coming by in just a few minutes. And I've got to get this break in. We'll be back. Don't go away. It's early in the morning. Senator Palestina, about 24 minutes away. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. It is 46 minutes past the hour. It is my pleasure to welcome back a good friend uh, to me, a good friend to our program, and uh, someone that gives back to the community the right way. Andy Kirstein is the chairman of the Board of Trustees, Cancer Support Community in New Jersey at Gildas Club, formerly Gilda's Club of South Jersey, same organization, same phenomenal people, same uh, profound mission. And uh, we're going to be promoting for the rest of this hour really anything that Andy wants to talk about, but in particular the Cancer Support Community in New Jersey at Gilda's Club Fall Classic Golf Tournament, which is two weeks from tomorrow. Andy, welcome back. And by the way, before we even begin your your segment, your your interview, let me thank you for once again, because you've done it in the past, 
uh, you contributed an incredible item to our silent auction that garnered $775 for the Hurley in the Morning charity. And I can't properly thank you enough, Andy. Well, it's my pleasure, Harry. You know that I'm a, a great supporter of everything that your foundation does. Um, and I will always be here for you, Harry. And you know the same is true in reverse. <clears throat> yes. And, and you know, you are such a generous donor and sponsor of our annual golf tournament that uh, we need to thank you and your foundation as well. Without the generosity of people like you, Cancer Support Community of New Jersey uh, would just not be able to survive. Well, you're welcome, and and thank you in return. So what is happening on Tuesday, October 25th, where, and all of that? And if there's anything that folks listening right now can do to help you, uh, tell us what we we can do. Sure. Uh, On October 25th, we are going to have our sixth annual fall uh, golf classic. It's going to be at Harbor Pines Golf Club. They are generously uh, hosting us. We'll have a 11 a.m. registration, a 12 o'clock lunch, 1 o'clock shotgun, and 5 o'clock dinner and awards ceremony. Uh, to all your listeners out there, Harry, we could say two things. If you're interested in sponsoring in any way, whether it's a whole sponsor uh, or a breakfast sponsor or a dinner sponsor, uh, please contact us. But most importantly, come out and golf. Golf for Gilders. That's what we'd like to say um, go to our website, cscnj.org. That's cscnj.org. And register, come out and golf, have a good time, and support your community. The fact that it's two weeks out tomorrow, do you still need golfers? Yes. Okay. We still need golfers. We have plenty of capacity left. Um, and I've looked, by the way, at a long-term weather forecast, I think. Uh, uh, the weather is going to be supportive of us. So um, come on out, have a good time. But yes, we still need golfers. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Golfers don't mind. I mean, I've seen golfers in the snow. Uh, I see golfers at night with colored golf balls. So they're gamers. They'll play. The, The timing of October 25th in this range of like late in the third week of October it seems to me you you all have been very fortunate with the weather over the years because it could be anything yes, at that time. Yeah. It can be, and that's uh, obviously it's always a risk. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, there are so many golf tournaments, quite frankly, in the spring. Yeah, you spread yours uh, out. We look, you know, we, we spread ours out. We look not to compete with, uh, we understand that other charities need to raise money as well. And, and if you have too much competition in for the same dollar at the same time, uh, everybody hurts. So we move ours to the fall. And uh, like you said, we've been uh, fortunate so far with the weather. Uh, I think this year we will be fortunate again. And uh, hopefully the community comes out and supports us in a big way. Let me go from top to bottom in terms of sponsorships. Awards dinner sponsor, I presume you have that covered. Uh, we do at this point, um, but everything else below that is still up for grabs if people would, would, would like to be involved. All right. Well, we will be and on top of the, um, the, the grant that I wrote and gave to you last week. 
we will be your golf cart sponsor. Harry, that is that is so generous of you. And, I, I, and, and I'll I tell you what we'll you. do. We're going to be your golf cart sponsor, and we're going to be your putting green sponsor. Harry, that's fantastic. Okay. Harry, that is just so generous of you. There's, there's no way I can thank you enough on behalf of all of the members of the cancer support community. Well, you just uh, you just did. So we're happy to yeah, do it, you're, and you're just... you, we, we want you to really have a blowout event. Uh, if, if anyone hasn't seen the logo... When you go to the event, the logo is just beautiful. I'm big on on the optics of it all, and I think your Fall Classic logo is special. It, it really pops. It looks beautiful, and we want you to have a really successful day. Talk about this transition to Cancer Support Community New Jersey at Gilda's Club from Gilda's Club of South Jersey. I know, the, I know that it, words mean things and, and, and such. Um, what's that all about? Well, the the most important thing is we were founded and had originally the affiliate license for uh, all of South Jersey. Yes. We were were originally headquartered in Atlantic City, uh, moved around a little bit in the in the ocean in the uh, Atlantic County area um, and and have virtual and then settled in Linwood, New Jersey, uh, where we are currently located. Some opportunities came up. And we approached our parent, quote unquote, organization, because um, we were in a position to take over and, and be licensed for the entire state of New Jersey. And they saw what we were doing in our program and uh, had enough confidence in us to grant us the affiliate license for the entire state of New Jersey. So we are now sitting there, and we know we need to come up with a change in our name to reflect the fact that we're now covering the entire state instead of just the South Jersey area. Um, and we you know, thought about this for a great deal uh, of time, did some studies and what have you, and, and we found that one of, the, um, one of the, the challenges that we had was that our name did not adequately describe what we do. If I say Gilda's Club South Jersey, um, that could in theory be any organization and, and, and doing any kind of charitable work. So we thought about it for a long time and came up with uh, the name that our parent company had come up with, which is Cancer Support Community. Um, and then, of course, we're New Jersey, but we don't want to lose the affiliation with Gilda, so we say at Gilda's Club, South Jersey. I love that. Love it. Yeah. So what else um, yeah. What else can folks do? Golfers uh, need to sign up. So anybody that would love to play, uh, I will tell you sight unseen uh, because we did our tournament there for a number of years. Harbor Pines is a beautiful course. It's always well maintained. Our players absolutely loved it. And I know I know the people very, very well for a long, long time that you're working with. So everyone that will be attending, you will be treated very, very well. And the course will be in excellent condition. And, and I think your price at $175 for an individual golfer is extremely affordable, especially in this day and age. So I think golfers could really step up and help out the uh, Cancer Support Community in New Jersey at Gilda's Club in a big way uh, two weeks from tomorrow. So you can reach out at cscnj.org 
in terms of finding out more. It's 11 a.m. registration, 12 noon lunch, 1 p.m. shotgun start. Uh, it's the scramble format like a lot of the golfers love. And then you have a beautiful awards dinner at 5 p.m. So you're, you're all in at uh, the individual golfer price of $175. I think that's, um, I think that's really um, quite the value, Andy. Yeah, and I agree with you. And again, recognize that uh, uh, you know a good portion of that money is going to support the charity. Yes. So it is a fundraiser. Uh, we're going to have some games that we're going to play. There'll be a hole in one contest, of course, and a beat the pro contest, and all the all the standard types of things that you see at these golf uh, these golf tournaments and these golf outings. Um, everything to again try to just raise some money for the organization. We are dependent on. Uh, raising this money. We raise every penny, by the way, to support this organization. We have no federal or state or local funding. Um, we have to go out there and raise the money to, to, to provide the program that we do, which is to help everyone that is affected uh, by a cancer diagnosis, whether it's the patient, the family, the friends, the, the, the caregivers, to provide all the psychosocial support. We don't get involved in the medical, that's for the doctors and the, the oncologists, but we are there to support everything else. And Harry, as you know, all of the studies show that people who take advantage of psychosocial support when there is a cancer diagnosis by far have better outcomes than those that try to do it alone. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's clinically uh proven i mean that that's not just that's pla- correct right yep. that's not placebo because uh, even that would be good enough if it just felt good it would be good but it's actually well documented in that regard we are down to let me look at this clock it's not our friend right now we've got about a minute and a half let me give you a closing comment anything that you'd like to wrap things up with uh and, and we have time by the way if anything comes up over the next couple of weeks you know where to find me absolutely Harry, all I could say is to all your listeners, come out, support the community, support the organization. It's a great organization, great people, and we are providing a needed service. So uh, I would just appeal to all of your listeners, come on out and support. Once again, go to cscnj.org, register to golf. If you're a single golfer, don't worry, we'll pair you up with other people, and I promise you'll have a good time. Uh, If you're a foursome, that's great. And if you want to be a sponsor, get in touch with us. We'll be happy to work something out with you. And again, Harry, thanks for your generosity. Without people like you, this just would never happen. Andy, we we love to partner with you and your team. And again, listeners, it's cscnj.org. And I've already written the uh, check for the um, golf cart sponsorship and for the putting green sponsorship. So I'll call you uh, later today and we'll, we'll arrange to, to meet up again. Okay. And by the way, Harry, go Eagles all the way. Thank you, Andy. Right. Yes. You remember the conversation we had a, a, a two years ago with the draft? Yes, I do. Look what they did. I know. Look what they did. They put so, a good team together. Go Eagles. Talk to you real yep. soon, Andy. In these few seconds that we have, let me take this opportunity on behalf of our program to welcome the Atlantic Coast Veterinary Conference to the Atlantic City Convention Center. Uh, It's a great event, and we welcome you to the world's playground. 
WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. It is halftime. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It's six minutes past the hour. It's my pleasure to welcome back to Hurley in the Morning. Uh, and I want to thank him for his role in our 14th annual Hurley in the Morning charity uh, dinner and silent auction because he really um, always comes up big. Senator Vince Palestina joins us. Obviously, our usual visit would be last Friday. Last Friday was the day of our dinner. Uh, and so in advance, we had planned to... Uh, move it to today. So it should have been last Friday, but it couldn't be. Senator Palestina, welcome to Hurley in the Morning, sir. Good morning, Harry. Thanks for having me this morning. How are you? I'm well, and uh, thanks again for your role, your speaking role at the uh, the dinner silent auction, and we appreciate you very much and just wanted to say thanks. Absolutely, Harry. Anytime. Uh, proud to be able to do it and uh, introduce you. It was a great night and hopefully raised a lot of money for charity and you know, in these challenging times, that's what things are all about. So anytime we can uh, be there to help, we are there to do it. Well, you do. You always do. And, and we, we thank you for it. Uh, and it was. It was a really great night all the way around. The company was wonderful. Resorts delivered just beautifully. And, and the room was perfect. It looked beautiful. And uh, we thank you again. So let's uh, dateline, uh, you know, New Jersey. Uh, a lot going on. Let me begin with something that, you know, at some point during the hour, I was going to bring it up. We wrote an article about it. Uh, we actually published the article. I got it from a county source. Didn't get it from Senator Palestina. I could testify to that under oath. If he did give it to me, so what? But he didn't. I got it through other means. And we wrote the um, article about your letter to the mayor of Atlantic City, Marty Small. I thought it was a smart letter. I thought it was professional. I thought it was uh, a a call to action. I thought you did a really good job with it. Now, of course, when you're dealing with a lunatic, because that's what we're dealing with here, a non-comp, he went bananas, I've been told, went absolutely bananas and called you all kinds of names at a public event that should have been dignified uh, and of course, he made it very undignified. Uh, your thoughts, because you knew, you knew when you write four and a half pages to this lunatic from one flew over the cuckoo's nest that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. I don't know if you expected him to go uh, cuckoo for cocoa puffs at a meeting where the state of New Jersey was there and all kinds of dignified people. But what are your thoughts about all this? Well, a lot of thoughts about it. Obviously, Harry, you know. First of all, I mean, the, you know, the situation between the mayor and I has been pretty well documented, you know, have uh, tried to reach out numerous occasions, numerous ways uh, through numerous different people. He does not want to have a conversation, you know, which just begs the question of what kind of elected official he is to begin with. Because if you are the mayor of Atlantic City and you have the state legislative delegation, you refuse to even talk to them. How could you possibly be doing the right thing for the people of the city that you represent? And so... 
you know, it's been going on and on. And he always likes to, you know, go grab the microphone and stand behind a podium and do these press conferences and always likes to talk, never wants to have any action, but always wants to talk. And finally, you know, the week before he did a kite, I think a radio thing. They did another press conference. And of course, everything's my fault and everything's Don Purdy's fault and everybody is everybody else's fault. The other blaming is just unbelievable. And so finally, I got to the point where I said, you know what? He's not going to talk to me. Obviously, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. He's not going to. I'm going to write the letter and I'm going to lay out all the issues. And I'm, you know, I'm going to suggest because he will not, he won't have a dialogue with any of us. At least now we have some professionals in place that understand the challenges of the city. When you talk about Atlantic County Prosecutor Will Reynolds, who is an independent, when you talk about Atlantic County Sheriff Eric Scheffler, who is the top elected Democrat in Atlanta County. These are two guys that I talk with regularly and meet with regularly with casino operators, with other business owners, with people who have an interest in Atlantic City. And so the upshot of the letter was, look, I get it. You're not going to talk to us. Fine. But at least talk to some of these other professionals that are now in place that have an interest that care. Those two guys, Reynolds and Scheffler, you know, through Hope Exists, through Reynolds's background, they care. They care about people. They care about the city. They care about getting some of this stuff cleaned up. And it's not like it's Republicans that he can just try to blow off. These are now, you have the top elected Democrat in Atlantic County. Just go have a conversation with them. Sit down with them. Talk to them. You know, stop blaming everybody else. Just get an understanding and a perspective from some of these other people that are on the ground now doing their jobs. And that was really the upshot of the letter. You know, of course, everybody says the same thing. It lays out a number of issues. But, Harry, it's not. And I point out in the letter, that's just coming from me. That comes from people like you. That comes from, you know, boardwalk merchants. It comes from walk merchants. It comes from casino operators. You know, when I go into the valets at the casinos, the valet guys are grabbing me, complaining about the condition of the city and complaining about how things are over there and complaining that they can't walk from the bus station, you know, to get to work because they got everybody in panhandling and going after them and everything else. And so this was a compilation and a, and a collaboration of a lot of different people that I laid out. And, I, you know, I thought it was pretty professional. You know, of course, you know, there's a lot of blame there and, you know, points out some of the times, he, you know, some of the things that roles that he has had, you know, whether it's director of revenue and finance or city council president or whatever other case may be. You know, he's been there for a long time and, uh, you know, certainly shares some of the blame. And so it was hopefully an opportunity for him to take a look at them in the mirror and recognize that we have things that we have to deal with. You know, you don't want to talk to us, go talk to others. Um, so that was kind of the, the genesis of the letter and what I was trying to accomplish. And I thought it was pretty good and, you know, laid it all out. You know, for him to, then the letter went out on a Tuesday, late Tuesday afternoon, and this symposium on the ComStat and CityStat stuff was the next day. You know, a panel of a dozen people probably, Dr. Kessman was there, Senator Brown was there on the panel, Jacqueline Suarez, who heads up local government services for the DCA, was there, Doug Long, who was uh, a representative of DCA, was there, Rick Riccardella, there was... Uh, another professor from Stockton, you know, they're all up at the table on the panel. Of course, out of respect for the state, Assemblyman Guardian and I uh, went there along with Joe Berger, chief of staff, to hear what the state was implementing. You know, it's a program, software program, which will help track some of the issues in the city, you know, whether it's potholes or streetlights or paving. 
uh, and also will help the police department with some of their software. And so we went, you know, out of respect for the state to see the new program and see the new software. You know, I didn't have a formal role in the thing. We're not sitting up on the panel. But when you look at the slides the state presented, the issues that the state talked about in their slides were the exact same things laid out in my letter. There is no, you know, no collaboration on that. It just happened to be everybody is saying the same exact thing. And when you listen to their state representatives, Doug Long, everybody saying to them the same thing. And so what the mayor did in a professional symposium to talk about software for the city took a 10 minute diatribe and rant and just came off as an, you know, unhinged, you know, lunatic rant that he went on about the items contained in the letter. It was really extremely embarrassing. I said he went sideways. You know, I could imagine that the state is none too happy with the reaction that he had. You know, this is something that they're putting on. They invite him out of respect, and he completely took the entire thing sideways to the point where a lot of the reporting and a lot of the coverage was the fact that he went on this 10-minute diatribe about nothing, really. I mean, all of the issues in the letter are, there were 100 people in the room, 99 of them are saying the same exact thing from state level to our level to the cops to everybody that's in the room. We're all saying the same exact thing, but he chose to go sideways and, and focus the attack on me. And, you know, he's so rude, just, and he calls, you know, some of the guardian, you know, is sitting next to me. And, you know, he's so rude. Doesn't he have respect for the office? He starts calling him in this professional symposium my sidekick, Don Guardian. Right, who, who he endorsed for re-election just a few years ago. Exactly. <laughs> so he's so, Hold on, we're going to go to break. You can't make this stuff, this stuff up. Truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, every word the senator just spoke is true. Uh, and the, the reality is the mayor of Atlantic City is obviously way over his head. Whatever expression you want to pull out of the... Uh, the uh the old slogan basket he's over his skis too far he's just not he's not up to it and and it shows we wrote a piece that we'll be talking about uh 14 minutes from now during the bottom of the hour break uh chelsea heights residents have reached out to me because they saw how effective we are at getting things done we pointed out that publicly and that's what helps we memorialized it uh on the app on the website and here on the air that there was concrete and rebar and trash and all kinds of dangerous stuff right at the Chelsea Heights school. You can't have that. We wrote two or three articles about it. And finally, they cleaned it up. And they did a good job when they finally cleaned it up. Now we see Chelsea Heights at the fields. It's a pigsty. We have it documented. I took the photos myself yesterday morning wrote about it and let's see if that gets cleaned up but chelsea heights residents are complaining that they believe that they are underserved rather than get mad we wrote about dredgy wood rather than get mad at people telling the truth like palestina like myself and others are you mad at the state when they tell you everything the palestina told you do you are you doing your rumple still skin on them so just do your job Stop worrying about when the next party is or the next time you can hot dog in an Eagles, you know, sweatsuit and, and, and stupid stuff and do the job. And then you'd have people like me saying, like I did when the riots were happening, what a good job you did. We're an honest broker. 
you suck right now is why we're having to say and write the things we are. Get good, and then we'll say and write good things. It's real simple. You've just got to be willing to do the job. It's hard work, and you don't seem to want to do it. With Senator Palestina, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 22 minutes past the hour. Uh, in case um, there's anything left, any meat on the bone of that previous topic, uh, that hasn't been picked yet, uh, time is yours. Or if you want to move on, we can talk about some of the other things. Was there anything else about that whole just sad tragedy, debacle, whatever you want to call it? And really, it was one person's tragedy. Nobody else looked bad. That's the that's the crazy thing. Sometimes you got to – I think you have to, like, measure the room and, and consider the optics. I mean, you want to exact a pound of flesh because you have the thinnest skin in America – uh, pick and choose your battles and, and even your battlefield. That was really a terrible, terrible place to do that. There were serious people talking about serious problems. Horrible place to do it. A number of people from the police department, you know, a bunch of the department heads from the city, the business administrator was there, just, you know, a whole professional group of people all pointed in, in a one direction, trying to work together. And one guy took it sideways. And I was just saying, you know, lack of respect, even you know, as much as we have issues, I still respect the office of the mayor and I try to deal with him in a professional way because he is the mayor of Atlantic City. But just the unprofessionalism and disrespect to start be calling the sitting assemblyman who was a former mayor, you know, my sidekick while we're sitting in the audience, I, the lack of respect that he has for people. Just unbelievable. And the other thing you got to recognize is there were, you know, if there were 100 people in the room, Harry. Of course, I knew about the letter. Someone in the Guardian knew about the letter. Joe Berg knew about the letter. Senator Brown had gotten a copy. Jacqueline Suarez had gotten a copy. So out of the 100 people in the room, there were five people, 95 people, had no idea what in the world he was even talking about. There were five people who had even seen it at that point because it went out the day before. So 95 people in that room, including Dr. Kesselman, including, you know, the other Stockton professor, Dr. Levy, that was there, including everybody else who was sitting there. You know, Chief Sarkos had no idea what in the world he was talking about. He goes on this sideways rant for 10 minutes. It really was unprofessional, but then just demonstrates, uh, you know, his conduct in that office, which is, at the end of the day, just very, very sad for the city and for the people of the city because he is absolutely not doing the job that the mayor should be doing to properly represent the people of that city and the businesses. In terms of stuff that you're doing that actually um, means something to the residents, because that fool means nothing to, to anybody, maybe his family, or I won't say maybe, to his family. I don't want to get personal, but he means nothing to anybody uh, at, a, at a public level. What's going on that is productive that you can share with us? And it's interesting, Harry, because that's what he says, you know, I'm always criticizing. But, you know, you reflect back and I think about all the things that we are doing and have done and are continuing to do. You know, starting with when I first went there, we had, a you know, the NAACP National Convention that was coming to the city of Atlantic City. And one of the first votes, you know, in the Senate was the was $2 million allocation to help out the NAACP convention in the yeah. city of Atlantic City, which I voted 
in favor of, which Councilman Shabazz pointed out when we did a dedication of our conference room uh, to Dr. Charles and Mary Wilson last week. We dedicated our conference room in Atlantic City. Of course, Jeff Wilson, you know, is one of the nominations for Superior Court judgeship. His parents, apparently, I didn't know them, but they were just fabulous people helping out the city of Atlantic City. You know, one of the pioneers in the city of Atlantic City. You know, I think the doctor, you know, gave free medical services to everyone. His wife was involved in the community, always helping out. And so we had Dr. Wilson's three children there, Jeff, of course, Superior Court Judge now, Chuck and Medina, all there last week, along with Councilman Shabazz and Ralph Hunter. And we dedicated our conference room to uh, Dr. Charles and Mary's Wilson, which was a great event. And Councilman Shabazz pointed out, you know, we supported the two, or I supported the $2 million allocation for the NAACP. So, you know, fast forwarding from there, we go into these clean and safety meetings every week and they ask for legislation. And we're worried, we already have an, a draft on the ATV legislation that we have done. Um, there were, we're working on bail reform. We're working on some of the juvenile uh, issues related to marijuana and alcohol that everyone over there is asking for. You know, we got the prosecutor in place. And, of course, the prosecutor has really taken some of this stuff head on. You know, whether you're talking about the quality of life crimes at the walk or the boardwalk merchants, whether you're talking about the homelessness issue over there, whether you're talking about, you know, some of the drugs on the boardwalk and some of the issues with boardwalk merchants, whether you're talking about lights out that he's out at 10 o'clock at night. And so we've been working very closely with him on all of these issues. And then we started, you know, working with him and the sheriff very closely. And we're meeting with individual casino operators, try to get funding for Hope Exists. And we sat down with Joe Gingoli, you know, immediately and had lunch and laid it out. And I was really hoping for Joe Gingoli to, to assist us with support from the administration because he has connections to the Murphy administration, try to get some funding because we really need, you know, a mobile outreach over there in the city seven days a week. And so we're looking for funding. We sat down at lunch with Joe Gingoli and he committed $100,000 just like that to help support efforts for those of us of goodwill trying to get the right things done for the city of Atlantic City and for the people there. You know, you talk about the crime, and of course, you know, the prosecutor goes out himself on all these homicides, and he's trying to figure out where do we need lighting, where do we need additional support, you know, and so there's so many things and so many ways that we are trying to work to help the people of Atlantic City. It is just so unfortunate to me that we got so many people, including you, including business owners over there, including casino operators, including residents, including other elected officials and public officials, including the state of New Jersey and local government services and everybody focused on the same things to help the city, to help the casino operators, to help businesses. And you got one guy always going sideways and trying to get in the way of progress being made over there. It is just, it is so unfortunate to me for the people of that city uh, that I just don't even know what to say. We are going around and we are, you know, we are doing the things we are doing and we're going to continue to do them. And we're going to be successful because we have to be successful, but it would be a lot easier and a lot more beneficial if you had the one person who always goes sideways joining the cause, joining us, and, and trying to help people as opposed to always you know, trying to prevent good things from happening. Perfectly said, and we're right at the uh, halftime mark. We're going to be right back, seconds away from 30 minutes past the hour, another whole half with Senator Palestina and a lot to cover. I want to get into, though, it's not all negative, though. 
uh, from the electoral, local level, electoral standpoint, Senator Palestina enjoys a very good working relationship with city council. Fortunately, it's a strong council, weak mayor form of government. So if you had to pick, you want to have a good working relationship with all aspects, executive and legislative branches. But if you had to pick, all right, here's your choice. You don't get both. One's not going to be good, but one is going to be good. I would take the council uh, relationship. They're the redevelopment authority. Uh, they, it's their budget. I mean, it really, um, that's another thing that drives the child, the, the man child, the small mayor, as I call him, uh, crazy because he realizes that um, he's got a title, but the state runs the city and council runs him. We'll be back. He's Senator Palestina. I am respectfully yours early in the morning. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app, BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 30 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Disturbing trend continues. Two more Atlantic City businesses have closed, both of them in the Chelsea section of Atlantic City, and folks are not happy. Residents are concerned with Chelsea Heights neglect in general. We have photos. You can check it out. Debris and trash and things. And we wrote a story with an, a New Jersey angle. I was a big fan of this show. I ne- never knew about it uh, and then watched it all. Inventing Anna Delvey. We have an up. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. All is quiet in the world of weather for South Jersey, and it's not until later in the week that we'll have a chance for some showers. For Columbus Day today, lots of sunshine with a high of 68. Clear tonight, down to 46. More sunshine tomorrow, Wednesday, and even into Thursday with highs right around 70. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's 38 minutes past the hour. Senator Vince Palestina continues. This is our monthly visit that typically takes place on the first Friday of every month. We had a conflict with the annual Hurley in the Morning charity dinner and silent auction, which was this past Friday. And Senator Palestina agreed in advance uh, to do the program today. So look for it typically on the first Friday of every month in the eight o'clock hour. So district wide, Senator, how are things going? I think things are going great, Harry. And, uh, you know, I think we're doing very, very well. Obviously, you know, from the county commissioner standpoint, we have Amy Gatto and Rich Days running for reelection. They're doing very well. I believe, and uh, I think we'll coast to re-election. And then, of course, in the District 1 freeholder commissioner race, we have Vern Macon, who everyone who meets Vern, gets to know Vern, is going to vote for Vern. They just love her. She's a little spitfire. Uh, You know, she was there at your event Friday night and getting out into the community, meeting people. They were knocking on doors over the weekend. She is working extremely hard and uh, is going to do very, very well in this commissioner race i shocked the world you know we're going to have another uh, muhammad ali thing here and i think she is going to be a great representative once she wins this race over there and you know in our local races we're doing by, by the way before you go past Vern macon i met her for the first time at our dinner on friday night what an elegant amazing woman she is and what i mean she's the dichotomy it's, it's this is like polar opposite world 
she's hardworking. Uh, of course, he's lazy in my estimation. I mean, you could go every characteristic trait. They're, they're, they are literally the, – this is one of those things where when people say, oh, my God, I just can't tell. Everybody's the same. I just can't tell the difference between – they are night and day, aren't they? Uh, it's funny. It's funny because I was sitting right next to her. I remember, Harry, when you and Margie came over and you were saying hello and talking to her. And I think you were trying to go to every table and just <laughs> – you know, say hello to everyone, thank everyone. And she is just so engaging and so warm and, and so, you know, such a joy to be able to talk to that I, I think you jumped in at one point because she was continuing the conversation with Margie. <laughs> Margie was there. Margie wasn't leaving. You finally had to jump in and say, Margie, we got to get going. we got to <laughs> 10 more tables to say hello to because Vern is just such a great person and yeah. has, has so many stories and such life experiences. You know, that's what I said. Everybody who meets Vern loves her. And, you know, if you meet Vern and you get to know Vern, you're absolutely going to vote for her because she is going to be such a great representative. She cares. And, you know, that's what I say about the group that we try to put together at the county level. You know, we have people who care. You know, when you think about Will Reynolds being in the prosecutor's office, you know, as the Atlanta County prosecutor, he cares. And so we have tried to focus on people who care about the job and want to do the job. And that's why we are being, we're going to be very, very successful as we move forward. You know, things, uh, things have really changed in the political world around here, obviously, over the last year since we got involved. And, you know, Don Guardian, Claire Swift, again, two people who care. Don Guardian, you know, is out there in the city of Atlantic City. He'll go to any meeting anywhere in the state. You know, just works so hard. Claire Swift, same thing. She just, you know, has a such a family history here, such an interest in seeing this region thrive and succeed. She is out there working so hard all the time because she cares. And that's what we're bringing to the table here in Atlanta County Republican politics is the first thing is that people must care about the job that they're trying to do. And that's what we're getting. Oh, there's no question. I'll tell you, um, in my brief comments about you, I mentioned uh, on Friday night, and Margie did too, uh, in introducing you about the successes that you've had at, at really every measurable level, legislative successes, uh, obviously with the appointments, you, you can't, you really can't overstate how important i mean let's let's and we've done it many times uh but he deserves the mention i mean look at the difference will reynolds is not only and i i had the the privilege of saying this to to our crowd on friday night at resorts casino hotel in atlantic city that not only are they getting the bad guys and they're taking down the drug dealers and and the pedophiles and the the gangbangers and all this they're taking them all down but they also go out and they'll pack up with their own, you know, human labor. They do it themselves. They'll pack 100 sandwiches in bags with hand sanitizers and some other items in the bag. And they'll go underneath the boardwalk. They'll go anywhere that folks right now that are, are just maybe for hopefully just for this, this short period of time uh, down and, and hurting they will go there and not just hand them a bag, but actually treat human beings like human beings. So not only are they doing the law enforcement end, they are really starring and shining in the area of community involvement, Senator. 
they are really, uh, you know, I had pretty high expectations, but they have even exceeded uh, any of my expectations with the stuff that they are doing out at that office. And I think what's great, you know, you bring in a leader for that office and, uh, and you see the reaction of the people who now work in the prosecutor's office to the point where they get, like you just said, people, you know, engaging, going under the boardwalk, going out to look at lights. I think they had 40 people at 10 o'clock at night the one night from the prosecutor's office going out to look at lights. It is just the whole office has kind of been transformed, and, of course, he is leading it. And it's just great to see all of the people that are buying in into the things that he is trying to do, you know, from a community standpoint. And also from, you know, they, ultimately their job is to prosecute, and they are a professional organization out there doing the job in so many different facets and so many different ways. Really awesome to see. And, you know, one of the key roles that we have had is try to get the right people in these in these positions. And I think we're going to get our last judge, uh, who was Ralph Pallone. He has been nominated. I think he'll be fully confirmed a week from today from, you know, my conversations with uh, Senate President Scutari. And we'll have five judges in place since we got elected. It's funny, you know, I was talking to Jeff Wilson uh, last week at that event and you know they go to these baby judge schools where they give them the training and i think there were 31 new judges and four of them at that point from were from atlantic and everybody asks like how is atlantic county getting this stuff done like this because we had the majority of judges that had gotten fully confirmed and it is due to hard work again not only from me but from our entire team when you think about don and claire and joe berg and the entire staff in the office you know working out relationships with the governor's office with the administration people like you and others you know eric scheffler have relationships with the governor's office just all of us working together for a common purpose that's how you get things done it is never a single person it is never you know any single um event it is everybody working together to try to get the right things done and that's why we have been very very successful around here and and deservedly so because you put the work in we talk about that a lot you put the work in it's amazing the results you can get and also when you're willing to do the right thing and i know that sometimes you probably even take criticism for this i know that i did oh my god what are you working with him for when i was working with the governor during the pandemic i said why am i uh, he's the chief executive officer of the state. We're in a we're in a deadly pandemic. We didn't work together prior to this. We had no relationship prior to this. If not now, when? So you have shown that willingness to be, um, I think, transformational, but also to be bipartisan, and probably even beyond that. Uh, when it's in the best interest of the district. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that when we come back, because isn't that what you got elected to do was to to work with everyone to get results? I think if Paul D'Amato was here right now, he, I don't think I'm talking out of school. I think the reason he got out of the New Jersey legislature, he, he couldn't stand it, that, that you had to be against what you were for if the other side was for it. Uh, serious people don't work like that. And that's why I've always believed that if you're a reluctant sort of warrior that goes into it as a successful business person that doesn't need it, then you don't have to worry about those calculations. You just get in there and you do the right thing. I think that's worthy of a couple of minutes when we come back with Senator Palestina. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Thank you. Welcome back. 52 minutes past the hour. Uh, we have Senator Vince Palestina. I'm early in the morning, and you're listening to WPG Talk Radio 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. We thank you for it. Can't possibly thank you properly, but I try each and every day. Senator, right before the break, I mentioned that when when appropriate, which I think is any time that it's in the best interest of the district, you've shown the willingness to work with Governor Murphy and to work with other shareholders that perhaps in some other people's philosophy of governance, you're supposed to be against everything. I told you the Paul D'Amato example. They want you to be against what you're for if the other side is proposing it. You may you may have voted for it in the last legislative cycle, but now if, if they're in control in this one, you got to be against it. You know that happens at the congressional level. It happens here at the New Jersey state level. And I, I've always believed that's just crazy. You shouldn't be against something that you're for for politics, and you shouldn't be against something that's good for your own district. Yeah, and that's uh, how we have operated, Harry, and that's how we'll continue to operate as long as we're in this spot. I just, uh, you know, I'm not going to oppose something just for the sake of opposing it. You know, if I think things are good, you know, we're going to support them. We supported the budget, obviously, in the biggest property tax relief program in history, and that those uh, those anchor materials where you get $1,500 for you know owning a home in 2019, $450 if you were a renter, those materials have started to be distributed, and those checks will be issued next year. And you know, a lot of people in the district, Republicans and Democrats both, you know, are very excited. They're going to get you know money back from the state through that anchor program. We actually did a text on it. You know, we're trying to get the message out there to people. And those are the types of things. You know, property taxes have been the biggest problem in the state of New Jersey. For many, many years. And so when you see something like that and uh, part of the budget, you know, felt that it was the best thing for the people we represent, the best thing for District 2 to support those types of initiatives. We got, you know, over $55 million worth of funding for various projects uh, across the district as a result of that. Stockton University, record level funding for Stockton University. I mean, how do you how do you go against that? And by the way, uh, everybody has until December 31st. Don't forget Please, you're going to get this thing in the mail. You probably already have received it. And almost everybody listening, it's not everybody, but it's almost everybody. You're going to get between 1,500, maybe 1,000, depending on how much either you or if you're married, you and your spouse earn. But this is for most people listening right now, Senator, a four-figure proposition in an environment where over 75% of the American people right now are living paycheck to paycheck and hurting. Absolutely. And uh, a lot of people are going to be eligible for it. So, yeah, if you if you need any assistance with it, feel free to call our office at 609-677-8266. We'll get you, you know, the help you need to get the stuff filed because most uh, people around here are going to be eligible and be able to get it. And don't miss the opportunity. It's a you know, significant amount of money. It's going to be coming from the state. And so those are the types of things we're going to continue to support. You know, we're going to work together with our colleagues. We're going to, you know, speak up when we think we need to about certain things, because uh, that is, of course, part of our roles. But like the attorney general came up, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Harry. And again, I supported the attorney general. And then I made the point on the floor of the Senate. One, you know, the governor won the election, you know, it's his cabinet. And so I just have a kind of an inclination to believe that the person who won the gubernatorial election, you know, should have the opportunity to pick his cabinet unless the person is completely unqualified, which uh, the attorney general is not. And so, 
you know, supported that and going to continue to support the things that we think are going to be good for the residents of the district. That's how, you know, I, I look at government and, and that's how we're going to continue to do it. At the same I mean, why, why shouldn't he, if he picks qualified people, even if philosophically you disagree, why shouldn't the winner get to pick their cabinet? That's how it always was. They should. They should, you know, and if you're going to rise and fall by the people you pick, and if you pick somebody, you know, who is, you know, politically not in agreement with me, then, you know, that's going to be on you when the people of the state don't like some of the things being done. But you have the opportunity to pick your cabinet. But at the same time, yeah. you know, I stood on the floor of the Senate and I supported it. But I said to all of my colleagues in the Assembly and the Senate and the administration, I'll say this, you know, I say it directly to the governor's office. The way this nation and, and this area has gone, you know, soft on some of these criminals has got to be stopped. We are in, in a society now where I pointed out the situation in Atlantic City on the floor of the Senate where this 27-year-old woman from Philadelphia, you know, is shooting semi-automatic handguns in broad daylight in the city of Atlantic City with hollow point bullets. Cops get her, bring her down, and a municipal court judge hired by the city of Atlantic City lets her go after she terrorizes the city just lets her go on a summons, and she's out again. It's a you know the we there have to be. Con- I mean, judges like that should be removed for cause. Yeah, there has to be consequences for criminal activity, and so I made that speech on the floor of the Senate to tell all my colleagues, and the Democrats were walking out at me saying, you know, just like you, what municipal court judge was that? They should be out of there, and that's. You know, we have to get back to the point where we bring consequence to these things. You know, the prosecutor will tell you that we have to get this reversed and we got to get it turned around. And so I have no problem standing up when we have these situations and saying to the governor and saying to all of my colleagues, it's wrong. It shouldn't happen. You know, we want our families to be safe and having, you know, criminals, alleged criminals that were shooting semi-automatic handguns in broad daylight in the streets of Atlantic City should not be just released out to do the same things over and over again. So we're going to continue to make those points uh, as they are necessary. Hard to believe, but that's the wrap. It's an hour. The music is saying we have to go. Uh, So until we meet again, the good news is uh, it'll only be three weeks because we started a little bit late this time. Uh, Continue the good work because when you succeed, we all succeed. And always a pleasure to visit with you, Senator Palestina. Thanks, Harry, and thanks for the time. And of course, most important thing with uh, the Friday night event, helping people out in very challenging times. Let's continue to do it, work together to, to give people the assistance they need. So anybody who needs help, reach out to us at 609-677-8266. We're always there to help. Thank you, Senator. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Fourth From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks very much. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour, Mayor Kane is here. And Monday mornings in this hour presented by Mayor Charles Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township, New Jersey. Mr. Mayor, uh, Mayor Kane knows that their man in the broadcast booth, Bob Progner, is going to join us at about 935. 
So we're going to talk about some other things other than the Eagles to open up. Although I would like to, you know, these high-wielding powers that I have, being able to notarize documents and do official oaths of office and these things, I would like to swear you in and see if you're willing to take the pledge that, in fact, your brother Harry did pick the Eagles to defeat Arizona, whatever it was, five weeks ago when we did our picks for the entire season because liars who lie about lying are calling me a liar and saying that I picked Arizona. Mayor, you have the sheet. It hasn't been altered. Which team did I pick yesterday? Good Monday morning, Mayor. How are you? Good. I, I love the fact that we're disputing uh, whether or not you picked the Eagles to go 5-0. and I know. Um, I, I love that fact, and I, I love the fact that you, you're going to be proven right with this. Uh, I have the sheet in front of you. You, in fact, did pick Philadelphia. I picked Arizona, and uh, I stand corrected. Um, I felt if there was a trap game that that would be it uh, going into Arizona. Uh, Eagles don't play well in Arizona, and um, uh, yesterday was no example. I mean, it was a it was a – Challenging game, but in any event, um, you have them at five and zero, uh, and I had them at um, four and one. Even though we're going to hold off yesterday's game, yes. I do want to make yes. another comment that won't take away from what we're going to be doing in the second half of the hour. When you and I were making our picks, I know what was going on. Eagles, yeah, I agree, Harry. Eagles, 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 Eagles. We we got to a point where. It almost seemed in order to have credibility and not look stupid or totally uh, a fan and not, you know, because fanatic is, is fan is short for fanatic, that we had to start picking the Eagles to lose. For example, I picked the Eagles to win for two more weeks. So did you, Dallas and Pittsburgh. Although I have to say this Dallas team, I think, is tougher with the backup quarterback you know, they're 4-0 with him. They're 0-1 with Dak Prescott. I know Jerry Jones said what he said on purpose. He wanted to create a quarterback controversy. Uh, I think they should stay. What's the guy's name? Cooper Rush? What's his name? That's correct. Cooper Rush, yes. All right. That's who they should stay with. Like when Bledsoe went down, Bledsoe was a great quarterback. I'm not sure if he was a championship quarterback, but he was a great quarterback. And he got hurt. And it used to be a rule that you don't lose your starting position to injury. But Bill Belichick put Tom Brady in there, who just, you know, became Tom Brady. And Drew Bledsoe never got his job back. And then they traded him to uh, to Dallas. I know you remember that. I think Dallas, I know they're paying a lot of money to uh, Dak Prescott. I think they should stay with this guy, Cooper Rush. Why do you mess? I mean, that's me saying it. And they're going to play the Eagles next week. For me, I'd rather them put Dak, Dak Prescott back in next week. And I think the Eagles would beat him. I think they can beat the other guy, too. But what are your thoughts about that? Well, first of all, be very, very careful what you wish for. Because, uh, you know, I um, I think that uh, Dak is a uh, an amazing talent. He's a great quarterback. And uh, I hate to say that about, uh, you know, our, our uh rivals uh, in the east uh, with Dallas but um, I like him as a as a player and uh, he has a starting position in, in Dallas as long as he wants it I don't think there's any core of a controversy at all Jerry Jones has come out though and expressed his uh, um, admiration for Cooper yes. Rush so yes he did. Uh, you know that's so but but, but think know, about I'm, this how do you put a guy in 
that hasn't played for a month. You're going to and it'll be five weeks by then you go and you put this guy back in there after he hasn't played for five weeks ahead of the guy that's won four games in a row. How do you, you do know, that? You're the starter for a reason. I mean, you earn that starting position for a reason. And you only win it with wins. So, uh, you know, Dak Prescott's proven himself, and and it's great that the team is coalescing around Cooper Rush and they're and they're winning football games. But you know, he's still the leader of that franchise, and and I believe that Jerry Jones will have him back as quick as he possibly can. All right, I I, I think you're probably right, but I would do the other. I would keep the other guy in if he keeps winning. I would just stay with the hot hand, uh, but we'll see what happens. I think you're right, but I would do the opposite. So I think the Eagles will beat Dallas. I'm very confident they'll beat Pittsburgh. Now, I picked Houston, I think, purely because it was an away game. And at that point in time, it was going to be seven straight wins. And it's almost like, come on, get out of here. You know, you're not even credible if you just keep saying Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. I would have, if that game would have been early in the uh, season, I would have picked the Eagles even away. I don't know if your mindset was the same as mine. I, I have no doubt the Eagles are going to go to Houston and they're going to win that game. Oh, I, I agree with that. And and like you said, I mean that that I, I recall our conversations and that was the struggle. The struggle is how do you how do you retain credibility? Only two teams um uh you know have had uh you know uh, winning seasons and uh you know have have went undefeated and at the end of the day the probability of that happening is slim and none. But when you started going through the schedule, you looked. Now y- yesterday's game was the tough game that I expected it to be and I think there's some things that Philadelphia could have done di- differently, but with any, uh, with all respect, you know, at the end of the day, they pulled out a win. I thought they stayed in control of that game. So, by, by the way, I, my daughter will back me up on this, Kristen, and my son-in-law John. I texted them seconds before the kick, the the um, wide right kick, and I said he's going to miss wide right. He was missing wide right on that side of the field during the entire warm up. They showed it. Uh, I knew he was going to miss it. It was an absolute gimme. And he he just it was Scott Norwood wide right choke job. Uh, he was a backup. Uh, at some point when Bob gets here, I want to talk about Dicker the kicker. I can't wait. I also like saying that for some reason. Uh, it shows you though. I, I made a comment on our show last week. I said, don't be surprised if um, Elliot is hurt. You know the adrenaline he got through the game, and I just knew it. I knew that was a very bad injury. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but Dicker, the kicker, is uh, right now he's perfect. He's made his extra points. He made a very important field goal. Uh, it was a gimme. It was like, you know, probably not more than an extra point, but he made it. And uh, we're going to see how important that kicking game is uh, if this continues and it's the backup and not and not Elliot, who is just so phenomenal. But let me give you a stat, Mayor, that you may or may not have heard of. This is remarkable. The odds makers, and this is even before yesterday's game, they have the Philadelphia Eagles favored to win every remaining game of this entire season. How do you like that? Wow. I never heard of that before. I, I never have either. And I, I'll tell you, I think I, I've mentioned this before. You know, uh, I have certain uh, friends and family that loved, loved, loved when I would participate in uh, 
football pools because I always bet with my heart with Philadelphia, <laughs> and they knew it. So irregardless, you know, when it came to football pools, I always bet Philadelphia. And, uh, of course, you know, that's that's not a good strategy. Hey, uh, I listen, we're brothers like that, too, because I did the same thing, although I really believed sometimes the I'm in this entertainment pool. I don't gamble. I'm in this entertainment pool. Chuck Malamut runs, and I pick the Eagles, of course, and all they have to do is win by seven points. And they're winning the, they're winning the whole game by that much. And what they went into, weren't they winning like, I guess it was Tampa Bay that went into the fourth quarter leading 21 nothing. But the Eagles were usually up by at least seven points in that game. And then, of course, until they weren't. Uh, I was hoping they were going to score a touchdown on that one drive and then just hold them. Then I win by half a point. But I do the same thing. Uh, I picked the Eagles, and, and of course, they didn't cover. Let's get the break in. When we come back, I want to get a quick update on uh, Dateline Hamilton Township. We'll have about eight eight minutes or so to chew that over, and then after the bottom of the hour break, then we'll really get into yesterday's game and talk about uh, what happened. I was very happy to see Big Play Slay back in there, which was huge, uh, and they had you know the the interception. Both of the uh, great secondary uh, guys were right there waiting for the uh, terrible throw. I don't know why he threw it. It was a big, big mistake, big interception. Eagles have been really, I think, forcing a lot of, of turnovers. Obviously, five last week in the terrible weather. Back with Mayor Kane in just a moment. It's WPG Talk Radio 95.5's Hurley in the Morning. Sean Hannity. There's a reason that Joe Biden is out there demonizing half the country with his MAGA Republicans or evil speech. There's a reason Hillary Clinton compared Trump supporters at a Trump rally in Ohio to Nazis. Because they can't run on their policies. As I've been telling you, they can't run on the economy. They can't run on any of these things. Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 3 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 10.15 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 22 minutes past the hour. Mayor Kane, time is yours. Great, Mayor. I want to, I want to just make a few comments about um, Friday night. Friday night, uh, I really enjoyed... Uh, once again, uh, the, the charity dinner at resorts. Uh, the resorts did an amazing job. Uh, of course, you paying attention to every detail. I love the new layout of the room. And uh, obviously, uh, listening to um, Congressman Van Drew and the things that, that he had to say about, uh, you know, uh, Atlantic County, Cape May County, and, and our government as a whole uh, was very insightful and, and uh, really enjoyed the evening. I love the three jumbotrons too, man. It was it was just it was a beautiful, beautiful night, and so excited to be able to announce because we've been keeping it under wraps for about two months now that Brian Kilmeade will be our guest of honor keynote speaker on September Friday, September twenty ninth, twenty twenty three. How cool is that? Uh, it's fantastic, and uh, you know, listen, he was fantastic the first time. It's it's great to hear that he's coming back. I don't know how he fits it into his schedule uh, to make the time to come here to New Jersey and spend the evening uh, with you and your guest. I think is uh, uh, fantastic, and uh, I don't know how you top it, Mayor. Let me give you just a date or a time frame and see if it's even conceivable that this is possible. That this has already you know occurred, but. 
when he takes to the stage on September 29th, 2023, it will be five and a half years since we had him. He's the first repeat guest in the 15-year history of the dinner, but it will be five and a half years. Does that even compute? Does that even seem possible? No, and my wife had mentioned that when you announced it, uh, or when uh, Joe Piscopo announced it, <laughs> uh, which was fantastic, by the way. Oh, my wife turned to me, and, she, and that's exactly what she said. Has it? How long has it been? And uh, because it seems like it was, uh, like, you know, uh, it was like a, a much couple, shorter like a, time span. Like a couple of years ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's four and a half years to date, and it will be five and a half years when it happens. It's just, it's mind-blowing to me, which once again serves notice that life is precious, it really flies by fast, and we should do as much good as we can and not you know, be stuck on stupid stuff and get involved in petty nothing things and just try to do good and uh, appreciate it because it's, it's going very quick. Boy, uh, truer words were never spoken, Mayor, and I agree with that so, so wholeheartedly. Dateline, thank you for that. Dateline Hamilton Township, comments. Well, I, listen, I, you know, I, I go back to there's a lot of great things going here, on in here in Hamilton. Uh, I'm very proud of uh, the agenda that we put forth and the things we're getting accomplished. You know, one of the uh, really exciting things is, uh, you know, we went back and we dug out our, our um, SWOT analysis that Dr. Kesselman, uh, you know, the affection I have for Dr. Kesselman and the great things that he did for Hamilton Township in the time that he was on committee and the great things that he helped us uh, correct and get the ships uh, sailing in the right direction. Um, we did a uh, strength, weakness, opportunity, and threats analysis uh, back uh, when Dr. Kesselman and I were on committee together. We traveled all throughout uh, the, the 115 square miles of Hamilton Township, held meetings that were uh, attended very, very um, heavily, uh, and got input from residents all around the town and uh, about what they wanted to see in their downtown, what they wanted to see happen in Hamilton. And overwhelmingly, one of the things that they identified was as weaknesses uh, for downtown Mays Landing was the lack of parking. Um, the lack of parking uh, was came up over and over again, no matter where we went. And uh, as you know, uh, you know Hamilton Township having a historic downtown, the Cartway, as they call it, because it's it's, it's uh, more narrow than an average road, the Cartway that runs through, which was the old stagecoach trail that runs through the center of town. Um, is not wide enough to have parking on both sides, and we and and the residents felt at that time that it was a detriment to you know bringing business back to Main Street, and we've undertaken a process which I'm I'm very proud of, I'm very excited about. Uh, we started, uh, we announced the uh, bikeway plan, which is the continuation of the uh, bikeway from uh, Babcock Road uh, or essentially Gaskell Park uh, through to Harding Lakes, uh, spanning our trestle. And uh, the trestle is an old railroad bridge in the center of town. Most people don't know it's there, but it spans the, the Great Egg Harbor River, uh, and it's a great fishing location. It's been there for many years. That is slated. Uh, right now we're working in partnership with the county in order to uh, bring improvements to that area, create a fishing pier, uh, remodel the old train station. And Hamilton Township has undertaken the process of there's an anchor property on Main Street, uh, the previous Wells Fargo Bank. And uh, we have negotiated Wells Fargo to purchase that property and turn it into a municipal parking lot. Uh, we can pick up uh, upwards of 89 spaces. Um, the idea and the vision for that property is to turn it into a municipal parking lot, release 
the existing structures. Uh, I've already spoken with a possible brewery. I've spoken with another venue uh, to go in there, and we had a meeting on Friday of another exciting opportunity for that location. Um, and hopefully be able to construct a boardwalk-type style structure across the back where people can go and have their coffee, um, sit, relax, and overlook the marsh and the wildlife. So that's a plan that uh, is in full bore. Uh, it'll come up for a vote next Monday night, and I'm very excited about it and, and hoping that the committee sees the vision and we go ahead and pass it unanimously. The um, I think the creativity and really going outside the box, there's been a lot of that this year, hasn't there? Well, you know, you have to do that. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, when I look at the amount of time that I commit uh, to Hamilton Township, and at the end of the day, you want to get things done. And, uh, and you know, I think that we've had ideas. This is, a, this, this is not, I can't take credit for this full idea. At the end of the day, this, is, this was through the meetings that we held and the, uh, you know, the SWOT analysis and what people identified. And then that, unfortunately, when I left com- for committee, uh, back then in 2013, that that plan got shelved, uh, and we pulled that plan off. We dusted it off, uh, and and we're trying to institute um, the ideas that the public wanted at that time. And it's been, I think, it's been very effective, hasn't it? I, I think it has. I listen. I I, I don't. I, this this upcoming election, I'm confident that um, people will go in that booth and make the right decision. They see the great things that are happening. They see the economic development policies are working. Uh, look, Wheaton's is is on track right now. Wheaton's has been an eyesore in the center of that town. Uh, for as long as I can remember. The first thing we did when I got on committee is we, we, we got them on a timeline, and right now uh, you know, we're looking to announce in the very near future uh, that entire project. That project will be the gateway for the entire western port, uh, part, portion of Main Street. Uh, that will totally revitalize that area. So if we start on the other end of Main Street, I, you know, it doesn't take a, a, a visionary to realize that big things can happen when you start putting these couple things together. And you add on top of that, Mayor, our low-speed vehicle community that um, was recently approved. Uh, I'm waiting for the final word, but we we have word that it will be approved. Uh, And I think when you add all those pieces together, you're giving downtown Main Street uh, a fighting chance. Great update, uh, Hamilton Township-wise. It's exactly 30 minutes past the hour. And when we come back, uh, if he's running on time, I know that he had a... 9 to 9.30 appointment. Joining us will be the third man in the broadcast booth, and we will. We've talked about the edges. We talked some Eagles stuff, but it was nothing about – we haven't mentioned anything about yesterday's game except other than the, the Eagles won and are now 5-0. and We'll get into that because there is a lot to unpack, uh, sort of like two different games. Eagles weren't the same for much of the second half as they were in the first, but I think Mayor Kane will agree with this, though – when they needed that drive, I, I, I really like, I don't want it because it's stressful, but I like when you have to, on one possession, go down the field and make the game-winning score, whether it be a field goal or a touchdown. And the Eagles were able to assemble after the game was tied 17-17. They were able to put together, it was a little much, bit more time for Arizona than I would have liked to have seen, but you can't, you know, sometimes you just, it is what it is. You know, you, you take the drive for what it is and they took a good amount of time, uh, but it left, you know, more than a few minutes for Arizona, but they took it down and they took care of business. 
And I think that is the sign of, of a good or a great team. So a lot to talk about about this when we come back. In just a few minutes with Mayor Kane, this is... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, 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 then they were 5-0, still the only undefeated team in the NFL, and they were tested. And I mentioned this to, um, oh my gosh, how can I forget his name? He's married to Sue Serio, famous sportscaster from Philadelphia, was with Fox uh, Sports forever. Oh, my gosh. Somebody's going to tell him I forgot his name. Uh, Anyhow, we had a nice conversation back and forth. Every great season has an ugly win. And I think to, to some extent, even though there were good moments, especially the first half, I mean, the Eagles were rolling. Uh, It was a very fortunate win. I mean, any normal Sunday that's heading to overtime, most likely, and then who knows? Who knows what happens? So just like the NCAA tournament, if you go back in time, somewhere, I think it takes, what, six, five wins or something to win the tournament, and one of those five wins is an ugly one every single time. Lucky, some lucky break, something happens. Both teams were with backup kickers. I mean, so it was an ugly win in in a sense, but they did. Bob, you you were not here when I mentioned it to Mayor Kane. I liked seeing the Eagles be able to execute that drive to take the lead back right after Arizona scored, and I think that showed a lot about the team. Let's give Mayor Kane the first uh, comment on the five and zero Eagles following yesterday's twenty to seventeen win over Arizona. Mayor? Well, uh, good morning, Bob. Uh, Mayor, I just, I, I tell you one thing I want to mention. Uh, yesterday's game, I, I watched that game and, and of course, and uh, I, I, what I what I took away from the game is uh, Philadelphia, I felt, remained in control of that game. I think they didn't open up their playbook. I think they know the upcoming game. I think they remained in control of the game. I do think there was an opportunity um, uh, in the third uh, quarter where they could have lost that game. I think that they, 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 they didn't do enough in order to stay in control of the game. And fortunately, uh, you know, they, they turned it on at the end and were able to pull out a victory. But I think they were totally in control of that game. I think at one point they said, hey, maybe we didn't, you know, uh, get aggressive enough and they, and they had to turn it on at the end. But at the end of the day, I think it was a well-played game by Philadelphia and a good win on a team that probably should have beat them yesterday. And before we talk, or, well, I mean, in overtime, if anything, and then it could go, you know, then you you just don't know. I mean, if team wins the the toss and then they take it all the way down, I mean, I, I don't like anything about that. You play a whole game and it can it can end very, very bad. You know, at least they change it to where if the team kicks a field goal, you get one chance. But it's just, I think it's, t- I know it's, there's a reason for it all, but I don't like that rule at all. I think it should be different than that. But the, um, before we go to Bob, in terms of, Winning the game, not not so much that the the replacement kicker, you know, very short, almost like an extra point type kick. The weather was a little bit of an issue there, but I mean, he's professional. He should make that kick, and he pushed it wide right like he did all of his practice kicks. I knew he was going to do it. He he just something wasn't right. He just kept going wide right the whole day, 
four times in a row in practice, and then he did it, you know, again uh, when it counted the most. Uh, what's your comment about the Eagles putting together a very professional drive to win the game? Well, and again, I think that's what we're seeing different about this Eagles team this year. Um, you know, they find ways um, to, to come together, and they're, they're absolutely playing as a team. You can see that there's no one on this team, in my opinion, that wants the glory for themselves. And, 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 and take the goal line um, play when Goddard literally, literally carried Jalen Hurts across the uh, goal line. I have to tell you, my favorite play of the game, uh, I don't know if you saw that, but literally carried him across the goal line. And, and that's what—that's the Eagles team that you have. That's the product that's on the field this year. Uh, and it's exciting to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think they're very, very solid on really all aspects. Uh, secondary used to be terribly weak, even when the Eagles were a, a very good team and had a good record and were competitive. They had a terrible secondary. Now that's buttoned down. Uh, I don't know if either of you can ever recite a quarterback that's had more improvement in one year than Jalen Hurts. Mayor, before Bob comes on, do you agree with that comment? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he, he continues to impress. And I have to tell you, and I, I know I said this last week on the show, I don't cringe the way I did when I saw a Michael Vick run out of the pocket. Um, I don't cringe that way with Jalen Hurts. Um, these are designed, you know, Michael Vick's were not designed runs. Michael Vick's were desperation plays trying to keep something going. Um, you know, it's different this year with Jalen Hurts, and I don't have that fear with his physicality and the sheer size of him and the fact that he squats 600 pounds. I don't have that same fear of him getting injured. On oh, I'm in total agreement. You and I stood, I mean, literally touching. We were in a picture together um, with Michael Vick. And he's not a big man. Oh, not at all. If you remember, Mayor, I mean, I was shocked. I mean, because, you know, obviously, you, you know, you see him on TV. But standing with him, I was eye to eye with him. And yes. I'm certainly not a big. And this is a guy that's throwing over, you know, six three, six four linemen. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's. It really it, shows how athletic he was. Because he yeah, exactly. really, at that size, uh, that's not your typical prototype especially today, you know, in the old days, Y.A. Tittle and, and Fran Tarkenton and things like that. It was just a different league. Now the bigger quarterbacks really are the, um, the, the model. Bob, what are your comments about the, uh, the game yesterday? Well, you know, I thought it was going to be a blowout uh, in the first quarter, obviously, <laughs> you know, yes. and, and you know what, what I really think hurt the Eagles you know, I mean, who, who would have thought they score 14 points in, in less than a quarter and then six the rest of the game? But, but what, what I think happened was that the left side of the offensive line was out for a good part of the game, including the center. Yeah. And then Arizona. Whoa, 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 including center. Kelsey went out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kelsey was out for, for, for a, 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 over a quarter of the game. Over a quarter. But he, uh, yeah, Cam, the, the rookie came in. Was, wow, I, I I missed that. I can't believe it. I really paid attention, I thought, and watched the game. Kelsey came back, though, correct? Yes. He came back. He's got a he's got a lower, a low ankle sprain, which isn't as serious as a high ankle sprain. Yes. All right, but... 
see that it can give the Cardinals defensive coordinator some credit because he was playing a really soft, soft zone and they were getting killed. Yeah. I mean, Hertz was just tearing them apart. Yeah. Okay, so then the Eagles the Eagles lose they lose Dickerson, they lose Kelsey, and already have the number four left tackle playing, okay? So they lose the whole left side of their line and they Arizona put the pressure on on Hertz. They started blitzing like crazy. And we one of our, our third down back is, is Kenneth Gainwell. And Gainwell has had some real problems in, in pass protection. He missed two two blocks where Hertz got sacked got sacked and got hit pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that you know Gainwell's got to clean he, he's gonna get benched if he doesn't clean up his blocking. And he, he yeah, he clearly missed two two blocks. So. My, my unfortunate prediction came true. I saw Elliott get through the one game, kick a field goal, do the uh, the kickoff after the field goal, and I said, look, this is going to be probably the type of injury. I said it to both of you last week where he, he could easily be out. Do we have any idea of how serious his injury is? I know it's his ankle on his uh, kicking foot. Uh, I I think he's questionable, very questionable for next week. But the, you know, give Roseman. I, I'm a big, I've been a big critic of Roseman, but I have to give him credit. He he put a pretty good team together this, this year. Yeah. Finding that kicker. Now that kicker, he wanted. There were other teams interested this. Bob, we lost you, but we're at the break anyhow. I'm going to put you on hold. We we could not hear you. If you can hear us, uh, the last thing, so you have a point of reference that we heard was you saying about Roseman putting a good team together. Other teams were interested in that kicker. And then I know you were about to say something very interesting, and then we could not hear you. So we'll we'll rectify that. Maybe it's um, just atmospheric for a moment. Uh, we'll fix that. But we'll go to break, and then we'll come back, and you can continue on that point. Because if Dicker the kicker, is going to be the kicker against Dallas. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, no small matter in in this game. So far, he looks he looks pretty good. But Elliott is fantastic, and that's uh, that's a bad that's a bad loss right there. For as long as it will last, uh, we'll be back with Mayor Kane and with Bob Progner and yours truly. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Healthy life. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Hey, a lot of you know that I learned how to use a firearm when I was 11 years old. I've been practicing my entire life, and people ask me all the time, Hannity, what kind of gun should I get? Well, now I'm telling them, go to Henry Repeating Arms. And I always tell them to start just by going to their website, henryusa.com. You're going to get a free catalog. Now, Henry has over 200 models of rifles and shotguns to choose from. They're made with the finest craftsmanship I've ever seen. And you don't beat their performance. Every one I have was accurate right out of the box and reliable ever since. Their company motto is made in America or not made at all. They have a lifetime warranty, family-owned business. And these folks are true patriots who give back to our military, our vets, our first responders, sick kids, you name it. 
They support gun safety, and they support our Second Amendment. So if you're in the market for a high-quality American-made firearm, just go to HenryUSA.com. You get their free catalog, list of dealers, and free decals, HenryUSA.com. You'll love this company. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back, 52 minutes past the hour. Charles Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township, Bob Progner, who I call for these particular segments third man in the broadcast booth, but a very dear friend. Bob, uh, Charles and I talked about it ever so briefly. Mayor was very kind to bring it up. Uh, I want to thank you and Cindy, Bob, for being part of our amazing crowd. And Friday night was really a beautiful night, wasn't it? Oh, it was oh, incredible, Harry. Uh, you and Margie do so much hard work. I mean, I, I can't imagine all the hours you put into this, but and you know it's it's for all these wonderful causes that you support and and you know we those of us that contribute you know we do the easy work we just write the checks and and but boy you, you really you know you do really the wonderful work there i mean it's it's giving you all the credit well Mary, really. that it's a team effort we thank you bob we thank you mayor kane and uh i asked mayor kane this i'll ask you this are you looking forward i hope that your schedule permits uh, for September 29th, Friday, September 29th, 2023, to be in the room when Brian Kilmeade returns. Oh, absolutely. He was, he was, uh, he was a great, great speaker. Uh, and I'm sure he'll, he'll outdo himself next year. I mean, he, uh, he's one of the stars at Fox. That yeah. was a great get, Harry. Uh, so, so, so excited yeah. about it. I mean, he's even, he was big then, but he's even bigger now. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a very very special night. All right, let's go to uh, Dallas coming to Philadelphia. The Sunday night game, the last game. Uh, well, you have the Monday night game, so it's the next last game of the week. Uh, but it's the Sunday evening game when the whole league will be watching the five and zero Philadelphia Eagles, the four and one Dallas Cowboys. I was saying to Mayor Kane before your arrival, Bob. We didn't talk Eagles. Uh, in terms of yesterday's game, but we covered a few sort of um, top of mind points. We I, I brought up: is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? I think there is. Mayor Kane does not think there is, so we have a total split decision on this. I would keep this Cooper Rush in there as long as he keeps winning. Why would you mess with that? Dak Prescott is zero and one with a significant injury that he'd be coming back from. Cooper Rush is four and zero. How how can't there be a quarterback controversy here? Okay, well, you know, Cooper Rush is an undrafted free agent. Uh, give them all the credit. They they developed them. Uh, but Dak Prescott, I mean, his numbers over the last few years, uh, you know, that that's he's he's going to get the job, Harry. Unless he you know, if he completely falls flat on his face for a few then then there might be a controversy. And to me, that's the worst-case scenario. You bring him back, and then you pull him. I I would say, look, you're still kind of hurt. You're just barely able to get back onto the field. You haven't played in five weeks. Let's go with this guy. Then if Cooper, I don't want it to happen, but if Cooper Rush beats the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, then what are you going to do? You're going to take him out in week seven? So I think that just by virtue of what is actually happening in real time, this reminds me of why Bill Belichick didn't bring Drew Bledsoe back in 
and stay with Tom Brady. Now, I'm not saying Cooper Rush is not Tom Brady. That's not even, so don't anybody send me any fan mail from some flounders on that. But I'm just using the example that the hot hand, I think it, this isn't how it used to be. It used to be an injury could not take your spot. You got healthy. You got put right back in. But that's not the, that's not the game anymore. It's not the game of life. There's not a lot of loyalty left anywhere, let's be honest. And I think Jerry Jones floated what he floated on purpose to start something here. Comment. Well, well Harry, uh, the reason Dallas is 4-1 is, is primarily their, their defense. Their defense is, is they probably have the best uh, uh, front seven in, in the game right now. I mean, they, they've got a hell of a defense. And that, that coach from Atlanta, that's their defensive coordinator, uh, he's going to be a head coach next year, guaranteed. Yeah. Right? Hey, listen, I totally agree, but they were the same defense in the first week, too. Now, I know it's the first week, in fairness, and you're sort of feeling your way into the season, but Dak Prescott is 0-1, and uh, Ken Mosca sent me a note that is very instructive here that Tony Romo lost his job to Dak by injury. That's true. He He, he did. But But I agree with you. Cooper Rush is like Cooper who? And like I couldn't remember his name until Mayor Kane reminded me off air before we came on to talk about it. Uh, I didn't remember who he was. I said, (laughs) I don't want to say what someone else said to me. Somebody else said that his name was Charlie. I said, no, no, it's not Charlie. But I know it begins with C. Uh, And, uh, you know, you're thinking Charlie Kane. But no, no, this is something else. And then, then Charlie, meaning Mayor Kane, came back and told me Cooper. I said, yeah, that's it. Cooper Rush, because they had this Cooper thing. Cooper Rush and Cooper, whatever that guy, the receiver's name is. Uh, so anyhow, I, I, I'm the guy that said uh, that Hertz was the better quarterback than sticking with the other guy that's now stinking it up uh, everywhere he's been. And I believe that this Cooper Rush is in the midst of creating a quarterback controversy. Well, I'll tell you what. If, if Dallas beats the Eagles next week, it's going to be because, be because of their defense and because of their rushing game. And the Eagles' rush, rush, rushing defense is not looking that great. You know, the, that, that running back for the Cardinals yesterday, uh, Connor, their, yeah. their number one back who was out with an injury, his average was almost six yards carry before he got injured. Uh, they better get their their rush defense cleaned up because yeah. you know you're looking you know, at Pollard and and, and Zeke Elliott. That's that's a tough tandem with, with that offensive line they have. How banged up are the Eagles going into this Dallas game? Well, well, you know, my Olada may not may not be available next week again. Uh, they no structural damage to his shoulder, however, still sore, which. You know, the MRIs don't always show damage, especially if you're – he's the biggest biggest man on the team, I believe. When you have that, that much mass, sometimes the MRI doesn't show at all. So you got to worry about him. Um, the, their line is going to be challenged next week, their offensive line. So they really need all hands on board. So hopefully Kelsey's not too banged up, his, his ankle sprain. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't think people, some people, I think obviously you two do, but some people don't realize the center is so important in football. 
That's that's like your catcher in baseball. The the the, the I don't want to say quarterback, but because you have a quarterback, but that's the guy that if if the if the center isn't right, you get all kinds of problems. You get offsides, illegal procedure. Uh, Kelsey is just spot on in that role. I, I he's still the best center in the NFL. Correct, guys. Oh, absolutely, no, no doubt about it. And, yeah. uh, we're very, very fortunate to have him uh, anchoring that O line. All right, let's let's talk about it. Mayor Kane, comment on uh, Dallas, Philadelphia. What do you expect? Well, listen, I, I think uh, Philadelphia absolutely after that win, uh, Philadelphia has the momentum. They're going to play, obviously, a great team. This is always uh, one of the best rivalries uh, we get to see. Um, I do think that the uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles will win at home against Dallas on, on Sunday, and I, I do think that Dak Prescott will start the game. Let me comment. If Dak Prescott starts the game, uh, I'm, I believe Philly will win. If Cooper Rush plays, I think Dallas has a very good chance of winning this game. I hate to say that because you, there's, I don't have to explain how much I love the Eagles. But if I was picking that game right now, I think Dallas is playing better right now than the Eagles are playing. I know that sounds crazy because the Eagles are 5-0, and and in fairness, they've beaten everybody that they played. I'm not even that aware of who Dallas's four wins are against, if that's even fair to compare the 5-0 and and the 4-1, and one, depending on the, the opponents. I'm not saying that, the, and you guys know, I don't usually ride on the picket fence in the middle. I, I come out very definitive. Uh, I, of course, want the Eagles to win. There's no doubt in my mind that they're capable of winning the game. But I think that Dallas is playing a bit better right now than the Eagles, especially on defense. Bob, your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, I agree with you, Harry. I think, the, uh, I think Dallas has a real shot no matter who plays quarterback. Uh, I, I, I think if the Eagles' offensive line were at full strength, I think the Eagles win that game because there's they, such a dynamic. Well, okay, so you, but, but we're not going to be at full strength. We're going to have Dicker the kicker, probably some injuries. You covered some of them. Uh, I'm not even sure is big play Slay, is he right? He, I know he played. But is that forearm still an issue? So they're not going to be full strength, are they? Probably not. And and that you know against that 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 defensive line. I mean, you know, you've got that that Micah Parsons. You've got the Marcus Lawrence. You have some real studs on that defensive line. And, and yeah, it, it's it's a problem. Uh, you know, and they they. Uh, I mean, Hertz can't do it all. He just cannot do it all. And yesterday, you know, was 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 an example here. When a quarterback just doesn't have time, uh, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, um, you know. One thing about Hurts, though, when the pocket collapses, I mean, he had a play yesterday that was just finally the guy did take him down, but he was just able to evade everyone. I don't think Hurts has ever really been better. He, he has phenomenally improved over last year. So, I mean, I like him. Uh, I think the receiving core, Brown and um, Devontae Smith, I think they are uh, uh, phenomenal. Uh, I, I think that Goddard is also very, very good. Uh, will the run game be there so that then you can really open up the passing game? Or will the Dallas defense just 
stop the Eagles' running game. What are your thoughts about that, Mayor and then Bob? That's not. I, I listen. I, when you look at who Dallas has beat, and I, and I agree with Bob uh, on the stature of um, Eagles. I mean, I'm sorry, Dallas's um, defensive line. But at the end of the day, I I, I really don't see any way um, Dallas gets past Philadelphia in this Good. game. It's Good. a home game. Good. Philadelphia is is firing on all cylinders. Uh, they are healthy. Um, we proved that we can rotate guys out yep. and uh, and still put an effective product on the field. So I'm I, I go into uh, uh, you know next uh, week's game with, with all the confidence that Philadelphia will pull out a win on this one. Good. Uh, yeah, as you know, I picked them, so I want them to. Uh, Bob? Uh, well, I'll say I'm, I'm picking the Eagles, too. Uh, tough game. Uh, I like – what I love about Jalen Hurts, he was mad yesterday. He was disappointed. He was not thrilled about that game at all. No. Okay? He, he thought – we thought the team played really, really poorly. Uh, that shows me that that he's a real winner. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's a winner and he's a leader. And it was interesting, though, if you think about the last two weeks. Now, the weather was clearly a big co-star of the day, but they all had to play in it. The Eagles were down 14 nothing a week ago. They were up 14 nothing the following week. Uh, just a tale of just the opposite uh, two cities there. We're down to 30 seconds, so not a lot of time to, to further this. I, I'm not going to do it. Uh, you don't know how close I am to saying that I think Dallas is going to win this game. I, I think this is a trap game. Uh, I'm concerned about it. Uh, we'll have to, I guess, maybe by Wednesday, they'll probably have to name whether uh, Dak Prescott is back. That will absolutely be a big part of my calculus. Uh, but I feel like... Dallas is playing better than the Eagles right now, but the Eagles have beaten everybody they face. So, you know, when you're the champ, you know, somebody's got to take the belt. Uh, So I'll lean ever so slightly towards the Eagles. And gentlemen, thanks for a great visit. Bob, thank you so much. Mayor, thank you. Have a wonderful week and uh, look forward.